a lot of people say your network is your net worth and i think most of your time in college really should be getting to know other people so i left dc 2013 the day after thanksgiving yeah <laughs> you sound crazy. bro i sat in the car and cried for 30 minutes yeah, yeah unless you want to be a doctor or a lawyer and you know that for sure you yeah. know you that you got it just enjoy college bro like the major well over 50 percent of people that major in something are not using that major oh i'm sure bro i cried watching a movie <laughs> On the, on the plane, right? Like I'm a bleeding heart. I'm a bleeding heart. I genuinely love people. What's up? Welcome to the Even Knows Best Pod. I appreciate your support. In return, I hope I provide you with some worthwhile gems that benefit you on your journey. At the very least, I hope I put a smile on your face. If not, hopefully you share this with someone that does benefit. And I got you next time. Again, thanks for joining today, and let's get this thing going. Welcome to another episode of the Even Knows Best Pod. Where we give you the truth, the whole truth. Well, as best I can, so help me God. I got the homie, What's up? the best, the bestie, future best <laughs> man, um, one of the bros. We do we call it James Dom. We like both. Yeah, uh, people know me by different names. You yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like I got two areas of my life. That we call him Dom, him. but it's James Dominic Malone. There you go. There we go. Uh, <laughs> What's up, y'all? Uh, Future father in maybe maybe a couple hours. Maybe a couple we, hours. We don't know. We don't know. We don't know. <laughs> Baby, babies do anytime. Uh, uh, so if we stop recording. That's because the baby is here. Not real talk. Um, but yeah, uh, out in LA, uh, came to see the homie. I uh, wanted to see him before the baby was here. Yeah, you know. <laughs> and then I'm just gonna give the baby here. Uh, also, the godfather to my son. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, James is a very dope dude, very interesting dude. Um, this, so this should be an interesting podcast. You know, it should be an interesting it's, episode. You know, I can feel it. we might go somewhere metaphysical by the end of this, right? Mm -hmm. um, we do all the time. But yeah, yeah, let's let's talk the origin origin story, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, born in San Diego, aka oh, Diego. I, I thought you were talking about the origin story about friendship. I was no, like, I, I mean, we go we go get there. Yeah, we gonna get there. <laughs> But James from San Diego, like, yes, yes. as a black man, mm -hmm. right, with green eyes. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like, what was it like growing up in San Diego, oh, late 80s, early 90s, yeah. early 2000s, bro? San Diego's popping. Okay. It's popping. Now, I grew up in an all-black neighborhood in San Diego. Mm -hmm. So, I grew up in um, Southeast San Diego. Uh, shout out to Southeast. Yeah, shout out to Southeast. That, that's that's my hometown. That's my area. Yeah. Uh, so it was it was very black. You feel me? Like I grew up. I went to a, a predominantly white school about 35, 40 minutes from the house. So you went to Ricky Williams High School. Yeah, there you go. Y'all know Ricky Williams. I was in high school a year after he graduated. But uh, yo, San Diego's different, homie. San Diego's like the South. It's Southern politics in a Western city. Mm. So I think people have to understand that where it's like. I've been telling people San Diego like the most segregated city, yeah, in, in California. It's, for sure. And listen, it, and it's it's intentional too. It's intentional. Yeah. If you look back, they used to call it a, a Copperhead city. That's when people from uh, if you empathize with the South, but you lived in a northern or, or state or union state, okay, and you wanted to have your own section that was more. Uh, of the Confederate lifestyle, mm. then you they call them Copperhead cities, right? Okay. So San Diego was developed as a Copperhead city, like Confederate sympathizers developed that city. You feel I me? I had no idea. I didn't know until I looked up uh, on Wikipedia. And I was like, so if Wikipedia is right, you feel me? They could be right. They could be wrong, but if Wikipedia is right, then that's the origins of San Diego. Okay. So. And it's a military town. And it's a military town, which 
aligns with a lot of shit. You feel me? Yeah, it's a military town too. But I loved it, homie. Uh, Southeast was like a movie. So I grew up in a place where Famart was like the the water hole. It's called a Famart. It was like a indoor marketplace. Mm. It was the water hole for the whole black community and then brown folks and Asian folks too, right? Mm. Mostly black folks would be at Famart. You know, you had the car shows, the gang banging to beautiful women, all just chilling. And it was like, I grew up down the street from that. So that was my playground. You know? Right, so right, right. I grew up like, my pops let, let me, my mom and dad gave me mad freedom. Uh, as long as you got your chores down, done, you could like do what you need to do. So we would go up to like 10 years old, just be in the parking lot, just looking at all the activity. You feel me? Cats getting beat up, cats seeing their homies, girls doing whatever they do. It was dope, homie. San Diego was dope. I, I enjoyed that. Like, I think it's one of, I truly think it's one of the most rewarding experiences I had. You feel me? And I also was uh, raised in a very pro black household, but also I was raised in like programs that were meant to liberate black minds. You feel okay. Me? So from a young 13 years old, when I was at that crossroad of like, everybody gets to this crossroad where it's like, you gonna gangbang or not, you feel me? It's like, especially if you got any level of swag or toughness. And and James from the area where it's yeah. a very specific gang yeah. and they go. Exactly, you feel <laughs> me? Like, like, just be with it. So it's like, it's, you either gonna go that route or you not, you right. feel me? And you gonna be in the crib or you not. Or you not. So the, the when I was like kind of at that crossroad moments, uh, I got introduced to this youth group called All Eyes on Teens, and the dude who was running it was mad cool. He reminded me of myself, mm. and he just kind of like, yo, he kind of just said it blatantly. He's like, I see you, I see you about to go either direction. Like, let me just show you what we got going on over here, and it was mad cool. Mm. We had a TV show that was on network TV, and we would interview black liberation activists. You feel me? And from OGs to young folks, and we didn't know what we were doing at the time. We thought we just had like the Yo, this is cool. We all got a little TV station thing we doing. Mm -hmm. When you go back and look at it, it was a bunch of liberating folks with liberated minds and spaces and places. Right. It was super dope. And I think from a from an activism or like mm -hmm. just black community perspective, I think while it isn't like Oakland, yeah. right? It's not DC. Yeah. It's not true, Atlanta. True. But I think some of that stuff is slept on in Dago, like, and I and yeah. I learned that living in Dago, because I was like, what are these black community leaders? What what's this? This not what I'm expecting in San Diego, bro. Yeah, because because it, it's like, it's very white. Yeah, San, Di San Diego is white as fuck. It's Asian as fuck too. That's true. But like, if you get tied into the community, you see, there's a lot of people doing a lot of community work. And you got to think about it, like, when the majority of your population, I think San Diego, and I may be wrong, so check fact, fact check, fact check me. I think it's like seven percent black, or like maybe even less than that. You mm -hmm. feel me? Because what is it like six percent something in, in California in general? Yeah. So it's like San Diego is a small population, black people, but you gotta think about that. I said it's the south of the West Coast. You feel mm -hmm. me? So you kind of gotta be tight knit mm -hmm. when it's you got a small population of your people, and around you is a white city. You feel me? That got red red line politics and shit like that. You feel me? Mm -hmm. So and very militarized too. So. When gentrification came that's down to my neighborhood in San Diego, we didn't really realize it. You saw a Starbucks pop up and we thought it was cool. And it's still kind of cool, you feel me? Yeah. But now there, that we there, know there, what happens, we're like, right, oh, there, that was the start, you feel me? Yeah, there's always slight benefits. Yeah, it's always, that's true though. Less, like, oh, a little shit. less crime. Yeah. So you don't got to go so far yeah. to get stuff. You know. That's true though. But we're not pro gentrification. We're just yeah. saying sometimes there are benefits. Yeah, it's, it's a it's an ebb and flow the whole life shit. You feel me? Everything right. that negative and positive. Now I look back at that point in time, a lot of the homies got what we would call football numbers. They in prison for a long time. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, and there, when I when I was coming up was when they uh, started doing a gang injunction. Mm-hmm. So if you were affiliated with a gang or your homies was known to be, or the police just thought you were, mm-hmm. you cannot be next to another documented gang member. You feel me? Which got a lot of people a lot of trouble. You feel me? And, and, That's crazy. Yeah. So I don't know if I ever told you this. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. When I lived in, I lived in Dago for two years. Yes, you did. And I coached high school football. Yeah. yeah but yeah. if you understand anything about coaching high school football in the black community, there's yeah. a lot of former bangers that are coaches, right? And That's one true. of the coaches on my staff was from a certain gang, yeah. right? And I gave him a ride home, and he was like, homie, if we get pulled over, I'm documented. Oh, he told you? And I, he was like, so if they pull us over, they're going to document you. Yeah, you too. And then don't help that you got red in your tattoos. <laughs> that too. Um, that too. And I was like, and bro. It's that simple. And I, and I, like, at the time, I'm big black dude in yep. San Diego driving the Challenger locks. with locks yep. and tatted. Yeah, so, yeah. Like, like, they wasn't going to believe that I wasn't on it. Nope. So, 100%. Um, but, it, but it's crazy how just you being in the car, mm-hmm. they ain't going to know nothing else about you. This dude in my car, I'm giving him a ride yeah, home. Like, now, oh, you not, must be. Now, I got to be affiliated. Yeah, so that, there was a lot of stuff going on when I was growing up. Um, that gangbanging culture was definitely a part of a culture I was proxy to. Right. You feel me? I didn't bang. It wasn't my thing. Yeah. Uh, it just wasn't my thing because I just saw a lack of, uh, I saw some shit that was like, People turn on their own homies. I'm like, you ain't about to have me give my life, and then you gonna turn around and get treated to me. That's crazy. That's real. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it, it, didn't, it didn't add up to me. But I understand why folks move that way. No, I, th- I think I think a lot of time, like I was watching uh, the Joe Budden podcast, yeah, and uh, uh, Vince was on there. Vince was, yeah, yeah. yeah. He from Long Beach, right? Yeah. yeah. And he was yeah. telling niggas that they that bitch. Yeah. He, was like, <laughs> he was like, you come from a good home. You a bitch. Be a bitch, right? But he was like. Cause when you get in that jail, niggas gonna tell, and they but they not gonna tell you they tell it. So mm. like, and I and I think that was the thing mm. that kept me out of it. Cause I'm like, yo, it's too many niggas doing time for, or too many people doing time for somebody not to be getting yeah. snitched on. No, no, people be telling. Like, because if if the one homie just take the L, everybody else is good. Nah. Somebody telling. You, you got think about. I mean, think about the reality of like what goes down when you behind. Them bars and you in a cell and they pull y'all interrogate you Man, and I look at you like yo you got thirty five years bro that's a or, number or, or say something about this most cats are gonna look at that and be like yeah no nah, I'm not doing the that. reality said it reality said it right. cause if you behind them bars you already behind the bars when they asking you questions so you're not out free you mm-hmm. already feeling like this is what this is mm-hmm. I'm gonna do what I'm experiencing right now for thirty five that's why like it ain't worth doing oh it's gonna get worse yeah it's gonna be worse when you when when they do that you feel yeah. me like because you actually gonna be in the general pop yeah, at that point, unless you get PC'd up or something. It's not worth it. Let's, not, we're not gonna talk too yeah, much yeah, about nah, it. Because nah. neither one of us, with the, nah. we know about it, but we ain't never nah. been there. You do all that, right? Yeah. That's your environment. You go to Patrick Henry, yeah. play ball, yeah. wrestle, yeah, that's right? Shit. right? And then you come to Howard, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, mind you, when I meet, I meet James, yeah. James is about as Cali as you can be. <laughs> <laughs> he got on tube socks. Yeah, it did. With the Vans. With Vans. <laughs> with a long tee and some jean shorts. Yeah, that's Cali all day. I was like, <laughs> what? what's 
going on? I remember you had a dicky outfit on. I, I was very right. Georgia. Yeah, I was very. Yeah. I was a very uh, Georgia. A, a one tone dicky outfit with, I, with, with felines on. I ain't never seen nobody with a full dicky outfit. I was like. Yeah, I don't know where this dude from. Like, I don't even understand. Yeah. Like, and I had cornrows. Yeah, your cornrows? With beads on them. <laughs> I was very South Georgia yeah, at the time. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Um, we was in, and it, we was in and, uniform. Yeah, we was in uniform. <laughs> we, was, we was who they told us we should be. <laughs> what, what was that? Uh, somebody called, they cloned Tyrone. Mm -hmm. we, we was really fitting into yeah. the stereotype of where we were. Yeah, not straight up. You know, fast forward almost 20 years later. Yeah. People don't know where the hell I'm from at this point. That's like the way how I dress, how I talk. That's true. You know my experiences, um, and I can say the same for you. Like, mm -hmm. like, yeah, you got the Cali. You, you still got Cali in you, but yeah. like, you just a collective dude. So you can be from anywhere with that. Yeah, I, honestly, I I really feel like DC was a major part of my manhood. You feel mm -hmm. me? Like Cali, San Diego gave me my roots. It gave me my origin. Origin. Mm -hmm. It gave me the the default culture I lean on. You feel me? But mm -hmm. DC, it raised me in a different way. Bro, it like, raised me, yeah. because we spent the, basically our adult man years where we formed mm -hmm. most of our opinions 100%. In, that, in that time. From 18, I think I was from 18 to 32 for me, or 18 to, 18 to 20, um, 27 or 26. I'm yeah, like, but it's the time where, like, you're forming your own opinions that are not your parents. That's real. That's right. Real. You get to see life. From your own perspective, yeah. nobody's telling you what you got to do at all, right? And you get away from home for for uh, for me, far away, and for right. you too. Yeah, I was twelve hours in the car. Yeah, you like, feel me? I'm like, <laughs> yeah. you can't get to me for unless I answer the phone. That's and that was part of the reason I went to. I was, I was like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like said, I try to get away real quick. Well, I don't need you to pull up on me. Let me let me live. Let me figure it out. Yeah, I try to get away too. I try, to, but home home was cool. Home was home. You feel me? But. Street politics get a little different when you when you in that in that young man age. You feel me? You yeah. ain't gotta be exactly signed up for the bullshit. You just be adjacent to it, and you and you and you feel the tension, and you gotta defend yourself against that tension. Sometimes it's like I'm gonna get far away from here, bro. Yeah, it's like let me let me let me make some moves real quick. You feel me? Like and the homies start getting caught up with some shit around that time. He starts. You know, it's crazy because around that time, I know we're going back in the story, mm. but around that time of like 18, that's when people start. Like 16, 17, 18, that's when like it stopped being like fights and it started being gunplay. Mm -hmm. And you so you just see a different, you just see a different reality. Yeah, open your eyes. Yeah, you like I if I stay too close, it's I'm gonna end up yeah. taking it for the homies because you you could be a bystander and still and it's like let me just go ahead and do my thing. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think a little bit of my origin story. Like I grew up in low income housing. My whole family mm. was in the Jets. So yeah. like. That's where I got babysat. Yeah, That's cool. where I kicked it. You feel me? Mm -hmm. um, and like I spent my whole summer in the projects, uh, Wilson Apartments, Columbus, Georgia, on Veterans Parkway. Um, before I came to school. Yeah. So like I think that was part of that was part of my mentality. Like that I was so immersed into that before I got to school. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 That it was like it annoyed me when I got to school and saw homies doing that, trying to be on that. Um, like so much so that the homies talking shit about it. Right. It was like, bro, mm -hmm. you think everybody doing that because that's what they want to do, mm -hmm. or like, why do you think this is cool? Because mm -hmm. like, uh, a lot of people don't know this. I almost left Howard after oh, my yeah. first semester uh. because of the fake. He's like, I don't. He's like, the I fake tough stuff. Like, bro, that's that. not what you own. It's like, and you you already see it in the eyes of a person. Right. Like, and not that I'm on that, but it's like, yeah, but 
you not on that for sure. You really not on that. Like you're you come from a good home. You're clearance. You come from a good home with two parents. Like chill out, bro. Um but yeah, so we was in Drew, yeah. right? Yeah. Drew's an experience. Hey, yeah. this is a advertisement for you young black men and black women that yeah. wanna go to Hey, HBCUs is where is it? Um, I agree. I agree. Unless you are playing high level college sports, then go get your NIL bag. I agree. <laughs> like, <laughs> Um, and I hope that changes by the time yeah, they yeah, by the time my son is in college. Yeah, but HBCUs is where it's at. Yeah, it's, like it's a popular life experience. experience, and it's not because it's black; it's it's affirming. Ooh. It lets you understand that that's it. You're not the only one. Yeah, because I grew up feeling like I was the only one or what, what, one of few. When you said it, the only one of what? The black smart kids mm. that are going to going to make it. I hear you. You know what I'm saying? Because Growing up, mm. I'm the only one that out of my grand, I'm my grandma, grandkids that, you know, That's finished true. from college. You know, I had one other cousin, mm. one two other cousins go to college, but mm. they ain't finished. You feel me? Um, yeah, I hear cousins that. locked up. You feel yeah. me? Like so, he's he like, he like, where the rest of, where the rest of me? Where's the rest of my example? You know what I'm saying? You don't see it. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know what? You see it, but you don't see it because it's not your constant. Yeah, that's true. I think I think I, I hella relate to that where it's like it's not the constant, and Howard is like a flip of reality. It's mm -hmm. like where, where reality where you see, oh, the ones who are making it consistent, consistently like white folks or Asian folks or sometimes Mexican folks had that massive success as well. But when you when I went to D.C. Mm -hmm. and then Howard at the same time. Cause Howard's Howard because of DC too. Yeah, you feel me? And, like I, and I feel and I look feel like the kids there now. Yeah, are missing part of the experience. Oh, because DC's white now, huh? It's not that it's white. It's just not majority black no more. Oh, uh, that's different. That's was, a nuance. Yeah, because it it's was still black. it's still very black. Yeah, but, but it's not majority. Black. It's not seventy percent black. Because I always tell people like, it was bro, deep. I didn't see white people unless we went to Georgetown, American, yeah. or Chinatown. Right. And and, that, and that's no shade. Yeah. Like I got mad love for my white people, but like no, I hear you though. I didn't know y'all lived in DC, bro. I remember, I remember coming from San Diego too. You mm -hmm. feel me? Now my parents is from Miami, so I'm used to being around us all the time, and you know, et cetera, et cetera. But going from living in San Diego mm -hmm. to living in DC, it took me two weeks to see a white person. Mm -hmm. And you because you because you shopping or yeah, <laughs> probably I was probably in Georgetown, right? Probably Georgetown. I remember, going, I remember thinking about this, like, I went through the airport, and of course you see white folks in the airport, but the airports I don't even count. It's just like, and it's not even in the city. It's like an international hub, that's true. Right. Not even in the city. But I remember even at the airport, I'm like, hey, black managers, black assistant managers, black cashier, the dude behind, that's at the, the stores in the airport, the dude behind the register, mm -hmm. black. I'm like, dang, we at like every level here. Mm -hmm. You feel me? That shit was different. Yeah, that's kind of like how Dion felt about Sandy. Uh, not Sandy, but Atlanta. Dion Sanders. That's oh, why he. Yeah. That's why he said he wanted to get drafted to Atlanta I, because I that. it was the first time he got to see black lawyers, black doctors, black politicians, all that. And it. it, it, it but it, like I said, it's, it's affirming. Like, oh, that could be me. That could be. Yeah. That can be me. I can do yeah. that, right? Um, you around you around black greatness, and and you around black struggle too, and you see like. And you see how folks from the struggle are moving up through the, to the through, through all levels mm -hmm. and reaching whatever level of greatness. Yeah, a constant reaching. reminder like this is what you can do, but this yeah. is what you what you yeah. She was real. DC is real. It can shift, right? It can and shift. we were still there when like mm. DC was 
Hey, because like, ah, like DC, DC was still transitioning from like crack, act, crack epidemic, no, like uh, Rex Edmund, like all that. Like it was still yeah. tough. You so you still you still were you. I remember I remember going between the yard mm -hmm. and uh, Slow Hall, mm. and it was and it was the projects that was right there off of the uh, the new library. What was the name of the part? It started L. The Drake. The Drake part. Yeah. And, it, and you, I remember just having to like, sometimes if it was, can you be studying late? You feel me? Mm -hmm. Like leave the library at one o'clock and you just know it's lit outside. Cause mm -hmm. DC, one of the spots people be, be out all night too. Mm -hmm. So you just, you pass the apartments and you gotta be like, look on a swivel and then you catch a little job. You feel me? Yeah. He's yeah. like, hey, you ain't catching me tonight. Not at all. Cause they would get after you too. Yeah, they got you. You hear me behind you, you're like, oh, this is real. You feel me? So yeah. now, it was like, it was, that's what was interesting about Howard too, is like you you were around there was a stark that's what back to relating to your story, mm -hmm. this is what made it it took me a while to come out of my shell at Howard. Because of, of seeing like I'm used I realized I'm used to seeing a different side of black life. Cause I didn't realize how many black folks really like kinda had money, mm -hmm. had had like um yeah. like were really well off. Let me put it like that. I don't know if folks are rich or wealthy or what what part of the well off they was in, mm -hmm. but I would see my family's like a working class family. You yeah. feel me? Who like got the government jobs and maintained and built up slowly. But mm -hmm. you seeing folks who coming in with generational bags. I never had been around a lot of black folks with that mentality, mm -hmm. and it was like a mentality that was adjacent sometimes to like white mentality. You feel mm -hmm. me? And I was not used to what navigating like. black people like that. Yeah, I wasn't used to that, and I yeah. was like, damn, like this is different. Because I remember. You know, this is this is like back in Howard University business, you feel me? But I'm gonna just speak because it's podcasting and I think mm -hmm. it'd be a good reflection for us too. I just remember being real turned off by Howard um, about when the sentiments of the locals. Mm -hmm. The sentiment of what they how, had against the locals. Yeah, yeah. How, how Howard culture would um, characterize the people from DC. Mm -hmm. And I remember being like, I feel like y'all talk about my homies. As I, as I remember thinking about like, you talking about them folk the way people would talk about my homies. And if someone's talking about my homies like that, I, I wouldn't fuck with you yeah. at all. You feel yeah. me? And I'm like, it, it took me a while to realize. And it's crazy because a lot of our students were locals. Yeah, that's true. So that's true though. Locals. But it was just, that's yeah, true. but it, there was this divide. The we were divide. in their neighborhood, surrounded and surrounded by them. Yeah. And we were treating them like they didn't belong there. You know what I'm saying? It was different. Huh? Uh, not not us, but like, some of the students in some in the school, like you say, the general culture of how it is, yeah. and I get it too, because I'm like you, you trying to protect the students against like the realities of a rough ass city. You mm -hmm. feel me? So you like, yo, just stay away. But I think there's a certain way you gotta like, yo, right. them still our people. Mm -hmm. But what's going on on that side, oh, right in that pocket right there, like yeah. they're not exactly seeing you as brother sister right now. They seeing you as fools. And, that, and I think that happens a lot of times in the communities because mm -hmm. you know a lot of these black schools are in those communities, right? Yeah, most of them. And so they try they try to keep that divide. But instead of saying, hey, let's do some programs yeah. with the surrounding community where we build relationships. You get it's more like you just protect yourself. And yeah. I get it because yeah. folks be getting shot. Let's, let's talk about the reality of it too. Yeah. You from you in DC, folks was getting shot, folks was getting robbed, folks was getting robbed. So yeah. I see as a school you like but we they, just protect us. But, but some of that was their own fault. Oh yeah, some folks are naive about moving to Yeah, like areas. it was people walking around <laughs> with what well, what was the phone? The uh, the, not the chirp, but the uh, the one that looked like a little computer in your hand. Either way, people was walking around with very expensive phones, right? Very meat coats, 
like jewelry on. Yeah. I'm like, bro, and I used to tell people like, hey man, I ain't really surprised you got robbed yeah. because you look like food and people was hungry. And I was like, I can't even lie to you. If I was in that situation, <laughs> I'd probably rob you too. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, I think that's why like, I think about HBCUs, I think about black excellence, I think about black uh, financial gain, I think about people with black folks as we cross that line in different economic groups, especially our homes. I'm seeing now where we like yeah. amass that, that, that American dream mm -hmm. where the money is, is flowing and the homes be purchased. I'm like, yeah, it don't mean much if the people around you still don't have shit because mm -hmm. then you just become food. You feel me? You just become the one who has it. And, and everybody got to get off of it or they're going to come get it. They're going to come get it. So it's yeah. like you really do got to have a like a, a we approach to things. Like you could get it, but you got to figure out how to spread that joint. Because if yeah. you don't spread it, then you're the only one with it. Yeah. And it, it's not a good scenario. That no, nah, I, I definitely part of my prayer every day is like help me build sustainable wealth so I can right. share that with my family, my yeah. friends, and the community. Because I, if I got it, I need everybody to have it so that, yeah. so that you know, and even just like I love, I love what we are even on this podcast. I love mm -hmm. what podcast is doing because people are sharing how they got things. You mm -hmm. feel me? I'm like even on the earn your leisure tip or whoever it is. I'm like, yeah, no. Nah, people just gotta know that there's like a hundred million ways to get this cash, you feel right? Me? And doing it in alignment with who you are and with your most high, so you're not you're not out of order and getting money. Because being mm -hmm. out of order and getting money, that's fucked up too. You feel me? That ain't, that shit ain't fun either. Right. But to to be in order with your divine self and get the bag at the same time and use it to 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 live the life you want to and show people how to get it and spread it when people I want to say deserve it when they're showing them so that they can work with you and shit like spread that you feel me or build some shit up but yeah yeah so all right so we in school yeah we in school we right school. having fun time not going to class sometimes James would be in his room yeah I'll be in my room too yeah he'd be in his room sleep <laughs> or like you know because. You came in as a biology major, right? No, I came as a chemistry major. Chemistry so major. shit was real. Right. You came in as a chemistry major. <laughs> shit was real. Then he changed to... Well, um, uh, I graduated psychology, but by, before psychology, I jumped to like... Um, poli sci. Poli sci to see like if I could make... I thought I wanted to anchor my life in politics and then uh, moved over to psychology. Now, mm. that, that psychology snatched me in the right way. It was mm. like, oh, I find this is like useful information where chemistry... At that time, I didn't see this useful mm -hmm. information for the larger scale of society. I was like, this feels cool to know. I don't think I was exactly... You know, shout out to all the teachers out there, but I think elementary school teachers are the best teachers. Mm -hmm. Because they have to make information practical for you. Right. The sciences at that point in time, to me, weren't taught in a way that made it very practical. Mm -hmm. So I was just like, this feels like like a little bit of la-la. You feel me? Like, okay. Like, I don't... But yeah, so chemistry first. Chemistry first. Right. Poli signed in uh, psychology. Yeah, and and, and uh, I think we talked. Me and Steve talked about it on the, the episode. Like you, you asking eighteen year olds to make a decision on a major that's going to affect the rest of their life. That's your life. That's your life. Like you're not even your brain pan not even fully formed. Nah. You're supposed to say, "Hey, this is the career I want to do." Right. And I, yeah. Forever. Forever. I think it should be like I'm, I'm gonna tell my youngest to go to college. But I'm like, yo, I'm not gonna tell them to go there for a job purposes though, or like a friend no. purpose. I'm like, yo, meet the people. You need to meet people who are on the same wavelength of of desired uh, life outcome as you. You feel yeah. me? Because them folk, you can start building with in different kind of ways. You might meet the person who's like, I'm gonna be the best marketer ever. I'm gonna get, I'm gonna be a one in business school. I'm gonna be a one in psychology. I'm gonna be a one in politics. Now yeah. you now you building your business. Or whatever your life mission is with folks who are also like 
trying to achieve the greatest out of themselves. And I think that shit is important. Yeah, I, I think I always tell people, like, especially kids or teenagers that are thinking about going to school, is like, look, bro, go to school, enjoy it, because you don't get those years back. That's true. That's true. Like, those good times. Like, don't, yeah, unless you want to be a doctor or a lawyer, and you know that for sure, you yeah. know you, that you got it. Just enjoy college, bro. Like the major. Yeah. I was like, I want to. I want to say I don't know the number number, but I'm pretty sure well over fifty percent of people that major in something are not using that major. Oh, I'm sure. I'm like, sure. I'm like sure. I feel like I'm one of the like. Yeah, sure. I feel like people that are in business yeah. usually are in business. That's true. But I know mad people I work with no. that didn't major in business. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Business. Right, and they you work. Myself, they work at a tech company. You yeah, know what I'm saying? That's true. I, yeah, that's that's fucking real. I think it's too. I think I think college is dope for the mental challenge. Mm -hmm. It shapes it's, you. It, stre it, it stretches you. Yeah. Like, and I think, but I think to your point, your network, right? Yeah. A lot of people right. say your network is your net worth, and I think most of your time in college really should be getting to know other people. Hundred percent. Because 100%. you never know, not because you're going to use them, but how that person is going to pour into you in a way or help guide or form. Thought processes or decisions that. that you make later on in life, right? I agree with that. Like, um, the reason me and Dom are so cool is because, first of all, he's very he he seems very chill, but <laughs> he's, not, he's not that chill of a person. <laughs> he's chill now, right? Yeah. I when agree. I met him, <laughs> he he had a temper. Yeah. <laughs> But with the divine alignment he has now, he yeah, has his yeah, inner yeah. peace. Chill that shit. Yeah. yeah. You got but <laughs> but. I think he also gave me a perspective. Yeah. Right. right? Yeah. And I think I have uh, four best friends. Yes. And they all give me different perspectives and, and they feed into different parts of who I am. Right. Yeah. But like, I also have all these friendships that have like given me ideas. Mm. Um, if it wasn't for James coercing me or like convincing me to go to San Diego for New Year's, I would have oh, yeah. never moved to San Diego. Yeah, good time. And because I moved to San Diego, um, I met another best friend, Brisa. Yeah. Shout out oh, to Brisa, yeah. right? Um, I learned how to not be aggressive when in discourse with a woman. Yeah, that's right? real. That's right? real. Um, I coached high school football, yeah. which a lot of times when I'm getting interviewed or looked at for jobs, people find that I was coaching high school football yeah, yeah. as a positive. Yeah, they like but that I got the opportunity in San Diego. That's true. Though. Right? That's Shout true. out. Shout out to Jason, yeah. um, uh, who's the OC at Lincoln Park. Oh, yeah. Uh, at Lincoln High School in San Diego. That's dope. You know what I'm saying? He's probably OC of that part, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and so, you know, like, but just that simple me meeting one of my close friends from San Diego and him telling me to come to San Diego for New Year's on some random shaped my life, shaped me going to California. Shaped, that, that's true. Like, because I would probably would have never left DC mm -hmm. to go to San Diego. Mm -hmm. If not for that experience, you have an introduction to it, right? And that's what the homies is for. Like everybody got their own mission here, mm -hmm. but like when you just tap into other people's lives mm -hmm. and you see how they moving and grooving and, and what they got going on, right. then you then you because everything is everything is meant to be. You feel me? Like mm -hmm. literally. So it's like we hella meant to know each other. Yo, know, I think about like I don't know what's about to happen in the next 20, 15, 10 years, but mm. it's the relationship, our relationship is only getting tighter. You right. feel me? We're so all becoming dads now. Yeah, we're all becoming dads now. Right. I'm like, oh shit, this is all happening. So everything just builds on top of each other. So those relationships are, are Damn, powerful. I just thought about it. All the homies, except for Dre, got kids now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, Dre got to come soon. He coming soon. I don't think Dre wants no kids. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
everybody got young as now. Yeah. It's that time period. Yeah, I mean we had we had an age where we got we're more financially stable. Yeah. Right. Yeah. To and be able to afford that. Was focused on that. Was right. Focused on the bag. Right. And I think there. but also I think we're we're unique in the fact that we have a community that doesn't always talk to each other. That's very true. But we fuck with each other so heavy. Tough. Because we can talk one, and I and I think that's unique with all my friends like, though. Like, yeah. we don't need to talk every day. That's we're true. all very like focused on what we're doing in our own lives. That's true. But if you put a, drop us in the same spot, you act like you would think we just saw each other yesterday. Like, like, yeah, and then, um, hmm. and I think those bonds were built yeah. because of college, right? Like, um, because you you in the same spot. You gotta you you dealing with the same BS, and, right? you, and you living with your friends for the first time, right? Well, like in high school, your homies might live down the street. Y'all was talking their school periods, and you only seeing part of them. Yeah, you seeing like yo, I, I see you when you wake up and go to the bathroom. I see you when you leave from class. I see you when you arguing with your mom. I see, you see everything. It's it's like so much interaction it's right. like with one part or a crew of people. Like you got four or five years of just constant interaction. I see, I didn't see you get in a fight. You feel me? <laughs> I got in a fight with one of James's friends. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. I didn't see all of it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I think it, it's just interesting. Like, I don't, I don't know, like that I would change that f for anything. Um, Experience with everything, bro. It even gave me perspective on. Cause I remember they're feeling like you know my homies from San Diego came out and visited me. I got some good friends from Diego, childhood friends, friends to this day. But I remember learning things and passing it back. You feel me? Like, yo, did you know you could do this? You feel me? Did you know, yeah. like, the mind worked like this? You know, this worked like that? And trying to pass that information. At some point, their experiences, they, they weren't, they didn't have the same it. experiences to be able to accept that same information to say. Right. You feel me? But I look at a year down a year down the line, and I'm like, and I see that information accepted, uh, seeped in. You feel mm -hmm. me? And the homies check me on some shit. Like, Hey, bro, like, I remember I called the homie Andre one day, and I was like, yeah, man, I was dealing with some shorty or something. I don't know something's going on. And I was kind of down about it. Mm -hmm. He said, hey, nigga, you a boss, nigga. Nigga, man up. And I was like, no, you right, though. Because I remember thinking, like, like you, you're in a new environment, and you kind of, like, losing. you, you Part of who you are. Yeah, you, as you grow, you kind of mm -hmm. you shed things. And sometimes mm -hmm. you forget, like, the experiences you did have, even if they was, like, on some hood shit or some other shit, whatever. There's value in those too. You mm -hmm. feel me? The homies would check me like, hey, they like, hey, homie, boss up, homie. Like, and they wouldn't just with shorties. It'd be like, well, hell of shit. Mm -hmm. Job opportunities, like, hey, you, you, you great, homie. Like, we see you move. Like, don't be intimidated by that job. It's a job interview. A yeah, and I think that's a piece of it, right? Yeah. So, like, I think a lot of times, like, I've had family members be like, oh, you so great. You do this, you mm -hmm. do that, right? And wow. when you see, what they say, comparison is the thief of joy, right? Okay, yes it is. Right, so when you in the experience with oh, the power the point. of black excellence, black excellence, because I yeah. think all black people are excellent. Yeah, I understand. You know what I'm saying? But you are comparing yourself to That's your true. peers. That's like The cast is beasting. Right, and they beasting. On some and career it, shit. And you create some insecurity, but you don't even know that it's yeah. people that are not in the same place as you, yeah. that are looking up to you, you are right. inspiring them. That's true though. And that's why you need like that's why I feel like I personally could never step away mm. from the like from my family, from the people that I, you I know the same way. that came from where I'm from. Yeah. Because mm. Mm. then that's true. How can they how can they see to do it mm. if they don't see me? 
And, then, and that's the shit that kills me when people like turn their back on the community. You know what I'm saying? Or turn their back on where they came from. Cause it's like, yeah, I get it. Like once you get out, you don't want to be in it. You ain't got to be in the thick of it every day, but like you still got to like pour into, you got to pay it forward, right? That's that's your original tribe. Right. We meant, we meant to bond, we meant to build the tribes together. We meant to take, cause we, we honestly, we are each other's necessities. Like, mm -hmm. I think about the, the some of the wisest and smartest people I know do have no uh, additional education outside of high school. Yeah. They hop into life, job market, raising kids, whatever they did, mm -hmm. started some shit off, partnerships, ideas, whatever they did, sports. These cats is wise as fuck, homie. Mm -hmm. And they know so Because much. they don't live life. They, yeah, they, 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 they knows was not in the book. You yeah, know? they knows was in the book. They was like looking at the world, you feel me? Yeah. So we take this, 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 what we got over here, what we got over here, and this, boy, that joint crazy. If you put them together, you right? You put it crazy, you put it together, that ass. That's it, homie. Yeah, I was talking to the homie Marty uh, mm. this week, and she was telling me like her dad was the wisest man she knew. I now, mind, mind you, Marty is a senior director of product at Salesforce. Oh yes, that's, that's one of the best. Her dad in the world. barely graduated from high school. Yeah, but she was like, he was so well read that he had books from wall to wall. But he like gave her so many gems. Oh yeah. In his fifty something odd years, because he died early, Probably passed early too. Yeah, from um, like, but like he gave her mm. so much game mm. that she uses to this day, mm. right? Even like waking up mm. at five o'clock in the morning, yeah, get up because you can get so much accomplished. You got the whole before, day before twelve, yeah, and he got the whole day chilling, bro. And I like I that reminded me like having that conversation reminded me like. I gotta start getting back up at five o'clock in the morning because like I was so much more productive. My mind was on point, right? Because I'm up, I'm active, I'm doing something. Yeah. And 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 I love getting up at like I wake up like five thirty. Mm -hmm. If I'm like on some on some real lax, I'm on some I'm on some real lax right now because the baby's coming. So I've really been taking time with my mm -hmm. lady. We've been going out and taking a rest. And I'm I'm kind of really anchoring for the journey ahead. Yeah, because you're going you're gonna need that rest. You're gonna need that reserve. But I'm on my dean. I'm like really tight with it. It's also a feeling of there's nobody. There ain't too many people up at five thirty-five. The world is so quiet. If you if you ever just like get out the house at like five thirty and just walk to your sidewalk, you you just feel the it's like this a low the frequency. It's calm. It's calm. It's, it's so calm. Mm -hmm. And I be thinking, my, I be spending my thoughts with myself that early in the morning. And then by the time I get a, at this point running businesses, it's like phone. My phone be off. You be mm -hmm. jumping. Mm -hmm. But that time to me is like some of the most precious time I have just to be like, whew. All right, nobody dare gonna hit your phone me for like 7.30. 7.30 is even early. You feel me? 8.39. Depending on where you do yeah. business now. <laughs> oh, that's true though, because I be having a call at 7.30 now. I'm like, this shit early. Like, but I think yeah, it's like, more important because like, just speaking into existence, when, when your shit go global, you, yeah, it's gonna be, people gonna hit you. Because I got clients, I got clients, <laughs> in, I got clients in the UK and in, in Europe, clients in Asia. And they be going oh, yeah. to meet, and I'd be what like, time would be like 11 o'clock at PM? I've had clients that wanted to meet with me at 10, 11 o'clock at night. Uh, That's deep. And I, you know, I'm in sales, so like if you a VP or somebody yeah, in you know, Asia, yeah, hey, yeah. <laughs> uh, you in like, Europe, and they like, like, like ain't got, they like, hey, I only got. Uh, I only got availability at 1 oh. p.m. I'm like, bro, that's 5, 6 a.m. That's early. Yeah, I'm going to go back early. to sleep, yeah. but I'm going to get up. You <laughs> like, because nah, you're right. business, you do business how business is done. And yes, if, that's, if that's where you're trying to expand, and that's, that's what you got to do. So speaking to that, right? So yeah. 
we're going to fast forward a little bit. So we graduated from Howard, right? Yeah. You did a teaching stint. You was, yeah, you was a teacher. Teacher in a dean. Teacher in a dean, right? Yeah. And then, I, so James left D.C. and went to Brooklyn. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> he was like, hey, bro, I'm about to be a dean of school. So I'm like, okay. What's your credentials to be a dean? <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, hey homie, if, if if they if you if you lice like that, like whoo. But in the midst of that, you started doing the creative piece, right? Oh yeah. Right? I did. Started I doing did. photography. I did. And we and you created tunnel vision. Yeah. So we in the tunnel vision compound yeah. right now, right? <laughs> welcome, 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 welcome. But you know, like talk to that like that journey, Ooh. like being like, hey, I'm doing this teacher thing. Yeah. But now I've created this whole community yeah. of artists. Yeah. Right. And I'm not even the dopest artist. I'm just creating this community <laughs> of art. Yes. Yes. Right. Yes. Oh man. Um, in Brooklyn. In Brooklyn. T T. I, I, we can't overpass teaching real quick. It gave mm. me the foundation for understanding people. Like the psychology I learned in school, mm -hmm. you flip that into teaching, yeah. and you understand how the mind works, even mm -hmm. as it pertains to learning. You mm -hmm. feel me? And then you understand how the mind works as it pertains to learning, emotions, and when you get on your spiritual shit, you you got all three components. You mm -hmm. feel me? So like, I work in DC as a teacher, uh, young adults. Mm -hmm. So I'm 16 to 24. I'm 21. You feel me? 22, 23. My you they peer. I'm their peer, you feel me? Mm -hmm. And um, this lesson will always stay with me forever. One of my mentors, OG's friend, it was a woman named Ajwa. She's probably like 45 and I was like 20. Mm -hmm. She was an artist, you feel me? Mm -hmm. And in DC, introducing my first black art community. That's why I really got tapped into the art. I was like, I never been around a black art community where folks is just a bunch of Andre 3000 type cats, you feel okay. me? I'm like, Oh, it's different. And DC is de definitely different in that way. Like, yeah, you feel yeah. me? Like, there's like everything. You feel me? So, Ajra was, we taught in the same room, mm. right? Different classes, but we share rooms, right? Mm -hmm. The students I worked with, they were leaving the juvenile justice system of DC mm. and they were coming right to that school, right? So, these cats is, they, they your little brothers and sisters, but they wild. You feel me? They yeah. like, Official, they, they with it, yeah. And the, and the charges are real charges like attempted murder, like these are like big charges. You feel me? So, mm -hmm. you're dealing with people who seen a, a sector of life that you probably will never see. Hopefully, you don't see the inside of that, that situation like that, right? So, um, one day I'm teaching them, I'm like 22. She's watching me. We develop like a course to help people get reacclimated back into school after not being in school for a long time, mm -hmm. whether because of jail stink, whether because of. You just dropped out when they had a kid. So you're like, you come through our class, we call it the foundations course. Mm. And you get reacclimated through that course and then you then you hop into your academics, right? Mm -hmm. So we're in that class and I'm I'm teaching and I'm I'm you know, I'm moving how I look, kinda how I move now. You feel me? Like right. maybe a little more the attitude is still a little more heightened, right? But mm -hmm. I'm moving kinda a little I'm I'm I had adjusted to moving in this world I'm moving in. So I'm cool with them hella much. I'm be moving along, but at the same time, like, I understand you on some street shit too. You mm -hmm. feel me? So we really connected behind this, just on that level. She goes, um, yo, James. She's like, let me speak to you real quick. Mm. <laughs> now, mind you, I respect her. Like, she was a black woman who was still, she was liberated, not in the sense of financial, social mentally spiritually liberated she knew herself 
she was artistic. She had her shit together, mm-hmm. just like a free black woman. She was like forty. She had maybe I was closer to fifty at that point in time. I don't know. She goes, hey, let me talk to you real quick. She goes, um, you gonna be part of the pack or you gonna be a pack leader? Now, mind you, Oz don't even come at you like that most times. She's mm. very like, hey, you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, she's like, you gonna be part of the pack or you gonna be the pack leader? Mm. And I was like, like, what you mean? She's like, cause right now you part of the pack, mm. and. I don't think you're here for that. So you need to figure out what position you want to play. Because you was being too buddy-buddy with the, the students. You was, yeah, you was it's, too it's in like, the mix with them. Too, too in the mix, but it's like you're not leading them. Mm. You feel me? Like you empathetic towards them. You understand them. You know who they are. You get their circumstances. But if you're going to lead or you're going to be in a group, like a leader got to take a different route. Right. So she, she checked me on that. I think that kind of like, you know, when you've been – I have, I think I have one of my gifts is communication. My One of my gifts is being able to translate information. Mm-hmm. You feel me? So, and those are some of the marks of a leader too. You feel me? Like, translate information, help your people grow, um, and also know how to communicate what's next. You feel me? Mm-hmm. So she, um, she told me, she told me that, and I remember she looked, sitting back at the crib and like, all right, cool. Uh, I got to be a pack leader here. And I remember at that point now, I'm going to have to check people mm. who are also my age. Also, I'm literally your age. You feel me? You may not know it. They may not know it, but you, you sense a little bit. Mm-hmm. So now I got to check you because when you're a leader, you can't let shit just slide. Right. Especially when you got to build a culture that's for people to grow. Um, and the my my stint in education from that time forward, from 22 to 27, was all working with young adults. You feel me? So up in, from 16 to 24. Um, when I got to Brooklyn, I remember thinking to myself, yo, I feel like it's time for you to leave D.C. Mm-hmm. But I didn't want to leave we all, D.C. I think we all had that. Mm-hmm. But I love D.C. Yeah. To this day. Like, yeah, I, was I, could, bro, I, I boo-hooed in the crowd. Yeah. <laughs> bro, so I'm, I'm going to let y'all into some vulnerable shit, right? So I left D.C. 2013, um, the day after Thanksgiving. Yeah. <laughs> you sound crazy. Bro, I sat in the car and cried for 30 minutes. Yeah. Before, so Because I was driving across country to San Diego. And I really, I was like, I hope I'm not making a mistake. Ooh, because somebody be, feel like you. But what well, the thing is, is like uh, everybody that I was the closest to outside yeah. of my family, yeah, was there or like up the street in New York. That's true. And it was like your whole, yeah, your my whole, my whole try, like right it there. hurt. Yeah, it was true. like that's true. That and like, you gotta um, again at this point, that's a third of my life. That's true. That you I've spent, spent 13, 10 years. What? Uh, what eight, eight years? Eight years, but like I'm 27. Yeah. That's 18 all. To 27. This, yeah, like. Yeah. yeah like, I don't know. I don't know anything else as an adult. Oh, and cool. I sat there and I cried. Like, like <laughs> ugly cried. Like, yeah, like face hurt <laughs> cried. Like, because it was just like, bro, I'm really about to leave this place. Yeah. With all these memories with all my friends. Yeah. And go start something somewhere new with people I don't know, and I don't, and it's like real, everybody know me. You know I don't really like people. <laughs> I don't like new people. I lo- I love everybody, but I don't like new people having to get to like know me. No, I hear you because I, you. I know I'm an acquired taste. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a very acquired hey, yo, taste. If, if you if you if you would know how many calls I've gotten to be like or how many comments, hey so. Hubert, that's your man? That's your homie for real? I'm like, that's my friend. That's one of my good friends, my best friend. Yeah. I don't understand why. I'm like, I'm like, yo, this man's authentic. Yeah. 
Hubert, you you said you acquire a taste, but the truth of the matter is, you're you. And yeah. most people will will, will, what the will world erase them to become a little bit something else yeah. to to be cool with some other cats. But you just be like, I'm me, take it like it. You feel me? I'm express, and you and you like, you're you, mm -hmm. and you're expressive. Mm -hmm. So you're not like you, and then you just like this. Mm -hmm. You like, hey, I'm me, and like, what's up? <laughs> so it's like, I'm like, yo, you can't. You can't put a price on people like that. Yeah. People who will tell you some real shit. Keep because I'm like one thing I know about Hubert. I don't ever have to guess if I'm dealing with Hubert. You feel me? I'm like I know when Hubert pops up, he's gonna be him at whatever phase of life he's in. I ain't gotta ask. I ain't gotta second guess if he's like faking with me right now or trying mm -hmm. to play a little game right now or, or hiding some shit like. That man gonna be him a hundred percent of the times, and that's a valuable ass friend. And I, when I say acquired tastes, yeah. when I say acquired, I mean like. A lot of people not used to the to straight that. shooter, the 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 person that's authentic yeah, yeah, yeah. to themselves. Yeah, like, and I and I, I mean, I, I got to thank my parents and my family because I don't know nothing else. Nothing else. You feel me? Like, I don't know how to boy. be anybody yeah. but me. Like yeah. I, I, I I've said it on the podcast. Like yeah. everybody else already taken. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, you guys, you. I can only be the best version of me because everybody <laughs> like, and I don't want to be nobody else because. Good, bad, or indifferent, yeah. what come with me being me has gotten me really fucking far. You feel me? It's only gets you farther. Right. You you know what I'm yeah, saying? You start faking. And that's not on no no cocky, no arrogant. That's just like people fuck with me. And a lot of times I don't understand it. I'd be like, <laughs> bro, I don't really because it'd be people I don't even like. I'd be like, you like me? Because like it's real. It's man. not even on some I'd be trying to be an asshole. It's just be like, hey, I'm just I'm just telling you this but i think a lot of times what it is is people not to your point like people don't get authentic people every day, every day. and so when they see it every day. they're like oh i want to be around that that's different yeah, it's different that's different it's i can do it right because all my friends though i love them like i don't i don't say nothing to nobody with a malice in my heart that's true. because i'm not that's true like when i was a kid when yeah. we was freshmen i would say whatever like i didn't care <laughs> Yo, man. but i was being funny <laughs> but like, cause that was like the first year, like chains off. I can say whatever, and whoever wanted want it. But like, but as you get older, you learn to channel that and and navigate it. Because shout out to Brisha, she taught me to have a filter. Yeah, you got yeah. Right, everything ain't meant for everything. Yeah, like everybody, everything is not meant for everybody. You can consumption. still be real, not say everything is on your mind. Right, I just don't know any other way to be. Yeah, it's a beautiful way to be. Yeah, I said that's gonna be the gift you give to your son too. Yeah, cause, cause like. God be expressing through all of us. You feel me? When you start faking, your gift get muddy, you, you, your gift gets muddy, mm -hmm. and now you, you especially when you become you be start faking or not being yourself. Mm -hmm. and you start muting yourself. Now you're not expressing your gifts. You feel mm -hmm. me? So people be wondering like, yo, how I find my purpose? And it's like, well, first start expressing who you are, and you'll find that you 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 geared towards certain things. That's a great segment back to the Brooklyn shit. Yeah, I got a job as a dean mm -hmm. at. Um, this was noted as one of the most difficult schools to work in in all of New York City. And it was this in Brownsville? This is in uh, Brownsville, East New York. The okay. reason being, this is the charter school that they developed mm -hmm. that was for all the school, for students who had been removed from the last final step of the public school system. Mm -hmm. And you gotta really, you gotta really be on some other shit to get kicked out of New York schools because New York don't play by this education to some degree. Mm -hmm. So if you get kicked out of New York schools, and then you go to the New York public school last chance situation, mm -hmm. and then you get kicked out of there. 
that you come to the school I was working at. Okay. So. See, I didn't uh, even know that. I thought you just had a nice charter school. No, no, no. This shit was real. This shit was real. Like, this shit was real. Okay. I mean, like, you lean on me. Lean on me. Oh, okay. You All feel right. me? In New York City, in Brownsville, Mike Tyson was raised in Brownsville. You feel me? Like, this is. I think, um, what's the. What's this the, is that. Uh, the Annie Up dudes. Um, Annie Up. Yo, get that. Oh, yeah, I think they from up. Brownsville. I don't know. They're they, they not, that's not their name, though, right? Uh, no. I'm going to Google it. But go ahead. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But um, I started working there. Beautiful opportunity. You mm-hmm. feel me? Beautiful opportunity. The only thing that was, like, devastating about it was well, a couple of things. But the um, uh, my mentor who brought me into that dean life. Mm-hmm. He ended up leaving the school or having to be MOP. Moved. By the way, MOP. Oh, MOP was dope. Yeah, MOP was dope. I hope they said a lot. They did. Yeah, a lot. Yeah, they die early now. Sometimes they do. <laughs> that's real. I mean, to smile about you know how that's the reaction be sometimes. Yeah, uncomfortable. But um, <laughs> at that school, um, she was wild, bro. She was wild. The kind of wild would make you like space, look off into space, like that. She was wild because like. I didn't realize that that was like a blood neighborhood. I didn't even know what was going on. Mm-hmm. At that time, you know, like, I think Clip shit is moving to New York. Yeah. So, like, the school. So, this all, is the these the origins of it. Yeah. So, all, okay. all the blood, there's, there's a, it's a blood type territory. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even know they was really banging that deep out there. So, I went there. I'm, I am like, I'm back in Dago. I'm like, I heard blood just blood that racket. I'm like, yo, what? I'm like, where am I, homie? I'm like, cats are coming to school, flamed up, rags on. I'm like, where am I? Like it's like I'm like I flip back to Cali real quick, and uh, just I remember one. Of the, I remember seeing a kid get jumped by like fifty kids, like I mean like literal fifty. You feel me? Like first wave, second wave. I'm the dean. You feel mm-hmm. me? My, my job is develop the culture mm-hmm. and develop the discipline system. Mm-hmm. You feel me? And then enforce both of those. So I get a walkie talkie. Walkie talkie. Hey Malone. Come to the cafeteria. I'm like, and, it's, and at that school, when somebody hits you that, 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 like that, you just know it's some wild shit. You feel me? Right. So I'm, I'm running, I'm running, corner, booking. I kick open the door, boom. Man, I seen this dude just getting stumped out by like. Now I think because there was so many people, mm-hmm. it kind of saved him though, because you, you can only get you get only so do much. so much when there's like twenty other people trying to hit the same person, right? But he's mm-hmm. like bloody shit, right? I'm throwing kids off for him. One, one other day. I'm sitting there, and then uh, I get a call, same kid, and he's mad because he's a crit, right? He's in mm-hmm. the blood, the school's like blood, so he's, he's a biting fucking son. Mm-hmm. He's a little G, honestly, he's real cool as fuck, too. He just, I would I probably would have dropped out. Yeah, I'm not going to that school. I'm not going to that school. It's, it was it was life-threatening for him, you yeah. know One day, he's sitting there, this little girl said, crap, ass something. They use a hella Cali language, you feel me? So mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm like, I'm back there. I'm like. By the way. First time in San Diego, I got called a slob. <laughs> Nigga, sitting at the uh, taco shop with James. Oh, and I was, oh that's just for me. Yeah, yeah and I was like, did I just get banged on at 7 o'clock in the morning, 7 bro? 7 o'clock in the morning. I was, yeah. And we were sitting across yeah, from Lincoln High School. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, you in Lincoln Federal. Yeah, right by yeah. Lincoln High School. Yep. So, the kid, um, he's mad because his girl was testing him. She's always testing him. He's like kind of a respectful kid, but mm-hmm. he, he about his shit too, but he's mad respectful in the same way. Mm-hmm. Shorty said some wild shit to him and he just gets mad, homie. He just gets mad. And I just hear this. I'm walking down the hallway because transition time when kids are between class. I hear this pow. And you hear glass. Now, the school was tight wild. Mm-hmm. So the, the, 
The glass was thick. So the glass, no, it was barbed wire glass. So the, mm. the, the glass was the glass that was reinforced was, was still like wire. Mm -hmm. My man punched through it, but when he snatched his arm out, he ripped it. He ripped all of this out. Mm. You feel me? And I remember again, Malone, come to the hall. Damn, you feel me? I mean, the office like, damn, what's going on? I pop up. I I never seen this butt in my life. You feel Sheesh. me? He, it's like, it's. Wow. And he looks at me dead in my eyes and he goes, Malone, am I going to live? I said, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, man. that's, a, that's a, I'm not a doctor. I, I don't play don't. one on TV either. I said, I don't know. I don't know. You feel me? And I said, we took, ironically, we took his red rag and had to. The blue rag. Tie his, and I was red. Yeah, exactly. We took his blue rag and had to, you know, Turn tie his arteries off. And that's mm -hmm. me in the hall. You, you feel me? I'm mm -hmm. like, so shit is real, right? Shit is real. And then the last thing that really got me, that had me really evaluating, was this the place and the opportunity to give my gifts where I wanted to? A student had got shot, and I had to be the one to go to the hospital to cook. Me, the dean, the, the, I'm the dean, the um, principal, and then. Um, the head social worker at the time had to be the one to go to the hospital. He got shot by the police. Mm. He got jumped in front of the school by the police like two weeks before. And I'm the one had to dive in, get off him. Now the police is at me like pushing me in the chest like, you back up fries, you know what I mean? And I'm mm -hmm. like, oh, guns out, that's different, you feel me? Yeah. So I'm like, but he got shot by that same police officer mm. who was jumping him. Mm -hmm. They got their own little neighborhood beef thing going on. We had a school dance, we get a call, I go say his name. Yo, so-and-so was just shot X amount of time by the police. We thought he was dead, you feel me? Right. They're like, yo, we think he's dead. He looks like he was dead, you feel me? They look at me like, you're alone. As, the, as one of the representatives of this school, I need you to go to the hospital. Right. And like, you know, so me, the principal, and the, who this shit did? And me, the principal, and the um, social worker, we go do that, right? Right. He ended up dying. But to see the look on his mom's face was like, it was like the, the stare of like a thousand, just like there was no distance. It was just like, she was so blank. And I have to go there and be like, yo, we here from the school. I remember seeing that and being like. I can't be in this environment. Man. Nah, I can't be in this environment. Like, I don't know if this place is gonna be the place that pushes people to a different and better life. You feel me? I feel like this may be the place where you go and you just hang around to some wild shit happen. You feel me? I'm like, I gotta do something a little more progressive than this here. You feel me? Yeah. And this is then this situation is allowing the principal got removed, end up is under end up being me and the woman running the school because he got removed and some vice principal got removed. Mm. Um and then uh it's me and the social worker at the top of the school at that point. Dang. So mine is my first year being a dean. And you understaff. Now you now you under resource. It's it's a lot of other wild shit going on. You feel me? I'm gonna leave it there. I'll leave it yeah. there. But honestly, the school experience that 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 principal mm. ended up being one of my greatest mentors. I seen him go from a principal who was trying to figure it out to a dude who was magnificently running schools and mm. at the highest level. And that was like a whole beautiful thing to see. But anyways. I remember my first year, I, I spent a year there, a year in the summer there. And mm -hmm. I was like, yeah, I always had the itch to be an entrepreneur. You feel me? Mm -hmm. I've always wanted to be an entrepreneur. I started a business. I went, I went to New York for entrepreneurship. Okay. We had group stash, the uh, 
we had a company that you yeah, know. I remember that. Stash, yeah. We started a mobile app for uh, help people it was, it was like, save money. So it was like Stash. Yeah, you can stash your money. You feel well, me? now they have the Stash app. They, they, stole, they stole your <laughs> shit. You feel me? Yeah. You know, the universe gives you ideas. You act in them all the way or you don't, and then they give it to somebody else. You feel mm. me? But uh, we weren't able to accomplish that, but I moved to New York particularly to continue working with Avery and Steve. Right. On some, on some entrepreneurship. That's the moment where uh, Tunnel Vision was built. Mm. Because after we stopped working with that company, Honestly, we just ran out of money. It was it was it was an expensive situation. Yeah. We none of us understood um, how to really raise money in entrepreneurship like that. It takes mm. a skill to be able to start a business. A skill I have now, but a skill that I was like fresh in. It, you feel me? Yeah. Uh, I remember I, so I quit my job. And I'm like, what am I gonna do? And this is when my whole life changed. You feel me? My whole life. That's like a chapter of my life, and then it flipped. And I said, I'm gonna become a photographer full time. Mm. You feel me? And from that point. My life shifted because once I started, so once I started focusing on the art, mm-hmm. I met a bunch of other artists who were magnificent. I was good, mm-hmm. and I'm really good now. But these cats had that like, this is what I do. And I've been doing while you was teaching and doing other shit. I was just doing art. You feel me? I've, I've got that work experience. Yeah, you feel me? I got that work experience. You feel yeah. me? Now, mind you, James set up the lighting for this. He did all yeah. the angles, <laughs> so he's really good at this stuff yeah. now. You feel me? But like. Yeah, they taught me. Yeah. They taught me. They were teaching me. I became the most uninformed one in the room about how to really develop. But they said that's always a good thing to like always have somebody that's above you. Got to. So that you can elevate, right? Got to. Even now, my business, I'm searching for that now. I need to elevate. I got to find a mentor. But um, what happened was with Tunnel Vision, I'm like, I started seeing that these artists didn't have any uh, representation. Mm. They were photographers. They were black people who were doing photography. Black artists. Mm -hmm. I'm like... We need a system that represents us because every time we walk into a room with like a large client or an agency, they're like, yeah, uh, your portfolio is not diverse enough. Mm. Like at that point in time, they mean you didn't have not, not, not a lot of white people in your portfolio. Got you. And we I, we heard this enough time within our art world in Brooklyn to be like, we know what's going on. You feel right. me? Because like, the art is magnificent. You feel me? Like, but you want to see white people because you feel more relatable. You make sure we can shoot you. You're easy to shoot. White skin is way easier to shoot than black skin. That's a big deal because to get big deals, a lot of people want you to be like have an agency behind you. Mm-hmm. It's a little different now that the economy has changed to a creator's economy. Mm-hmm. They'll go right to the artist now. You feel mm-hmm. me? But back then, if you didn't have a rep, you was it was hard for you to go in as an individual and talk to Sony. Mm-hmm. Like who's representing you? You feel me? Who? Who can we know? Is you can't get a meeting business. unless you got somebody that's reputable. Yeah. Who's with you? You feel yeah. me? Yeah. Who's behind you? So we were like, yo, it's me, Steve, and Dexter. We sat in a coffee shop. And we were like, yo, let's provide um, representation to black contemporary artists. You feel me? And that's what uh, part of what I still do now. Uh, it's a big chunk of what I do now uh, as far as like that company, Tunnel Vision, we created then. Mm-hmm. Um, but that set me on a, a beautiful journey of entrepreneurship mm-hmm. and also a beautiful art journey and a, and a deeply spiritual journey. That's how I can sit here now. Like, you know, we're talking about the, the energy I used to hold on some anger shit and like being able to translate that to something different. Mm-hmm. It came from that journey of like taking up uh, a camera in my mind and be like, I'm going to create whatever I feel on the inside. Right. Cause you, cause art, art at its best is created from somebody's internal experience. Mm. That's your connectivity to the most high. You feel me? Mm. So you like really, you're like a medium of the expression of God, or whatever you want to call God, through yourself into your camera or into your paintbrush. So you're literally a tool for expressing the divine. And when you have to process all those emotions out, and you create projects around you, 
you get out shit that was in your head that you never thought about. Right. You, know I mean? you got ideas in your head that you've been holding on to and emotions you've been holding on to. And when you open your world up, it's like, I'm going to let it out somehow or some way. Yo, that's the best therapy. Yeah, they say it's cathartic, right? It's cathartic because what's therapy? Therapy is oh, somebody. Oh, I feel like. I think you kept going. I see it right on there. No, make sure that that didn't stop. Okay, we good? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because the thing about what think about what therapy is, somebody is pulling you to express yourself. Right. Think about what art is. Somebody expressing themselves. Mm -hmm. It's the same. freely in the way that they want to. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing, different action creating it mm. so that shit that shit right there you that shit changed my life bro and I, I look at the life i live now and like it came from me following my, my passion like that following my purpose like that right and i think that's part of the reason that like james is gonna go where his his spirit yeah. and his heart leads him right yeah. i'm yeah. a very practical <laughs> pragmatic logical yeah. like <laughs> that ain't gonna make me no money i can't do it <laughs> Like I came from low income housing, <laughs> that don't make sense to me. And but like to this, but now t today, yeah, like seeing you succeed, right? Because yeah. you started your own business, you have a rise wellness, you have tunnel vision, yeah, and you making money, you providing for your wife, yeah, and you soon to be child, right? Yeah, like it's cool because people be like, how James do? I'm like, shit, I don't know, like. <laughs> You know, he doing the art thing. I don't know if he making the money. Uh, but, you know, that's the homie. I'm always supporting yeah. him. But, like, um, but it's, like we said, it's more than one way to do something, right? More than one way to get to a goal, right? Yeah. And so I tell younger people when I meet them that are in their 20s and they're like, oh, I got to do this. I gotta. I'm like, no, you don't. No, you don't. I'm like, 20s is when you no. fuck it off. Honestly, yeah, yeah like, it out. Do like figure it out. Like, do do something. Stretch yourself. Like, if there's something you want to try, yeah. do it. I was like, because we have so many examples, mm -hmm. people like Oprah, yeah. people like that had that. Oprah wasn't Oprah nah. until she was in her thirties. You feel me? Basically, in her forties. Yeah, not Oprah is. She Oprah is a right billionaire. Yeah, right. And she didn't do that. In her 30s, in yeah. her 20s. Took her years. Years. Beating the same drum, too. Because she ran her own race. She ran her own race. And I think a lot of times we have to, we do we do young people a disservice. Ooh. Because we tell them, you got to do this, you got to do that, you got yeah. to accomplish this. Like, my goal was yeah. to retire at 50. That's yeah. still my goal. Yeah, you're going to do it. Right? But how I, get, how I get to that goal. It's going to be different. How I view how to get to that goal yeah. now yeah. is much different than I did yeah. when I was 18. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Much different than it was when I was 25 or 30. Because it's like the world evolves around you. And if you don't adapt to the world, so you you'll no, stop. you you won't you won't die. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like, he's like, no, you gonna die. Like <laughs> you adapt or die. Like no, that's true though. And I think a lot of times people don't understand, like. Just because I did it that way, mm. don't mean you gotta do it that way. Like with my yeah. son, like if my son wants to go to college, cool. Yeah. If you don't, cool. Yeah, it's like we gonna have a plan. You plan the plan matters. What's your plan? And and the understanding of who you are matters too. Right, like it it because school ain't for everybody. Nope. You nope. know. Nope. Um, and there's many ways. And, like and said, it's always not even that you gotta start school. Like school might be for you, but it might not be for you at eighteen. And honestly, I think people should take a little time. Oh yeah, I think if I think honestly, 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 what people should be doing? What? Graduate high school. Uh -huh. Go pick up a trade. I, I start like work, trade. start working a little bit. I believe in trades. 
and then go to school. No matter what your trade is, too, I think you should have to trade in whatever you're interested in. Mm-hmm. I feel like you should have to pick the skill up of like what it means to work. Because mm-hmm. no matter, I think about what gets more efficient. Well, I think about what's the constant that's been allowing allow me to go from uh, teacher to artist to artist entrepreneur uh, to business owner to like doing really well for myself. The constant was being able to execute, mm-hmm. and that's work. You feel me, like? Yeah. And the constant was also learning how to, uh, like, tune into my intuition and my my internal feeling enough. Not my like, not my sight, not my smell, not my not yourself doubt. Yeah, the things all, that the things that create doubt. Yeah, it's like yo, what? And like sit back and be like yo, hear that voice enough to be like yo, you supposed to move to Cali now. You supposed to move to New York now. Mm-hmm. You supposed to quit this job now. And yo. And trust it. And trust it, cause I I got that shit caused mad beef within many situations. All these moves I be making, mm-hmm. where I'm like, yeah, it's time for me to stop a move here. Mm-hmm. You know I mean, where it be like in the family or whether it be like people are like, yo, we to put all this into you and you going It's like yo, cause my spirit is telling me it's time to leave. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Period. Like yeah. all due respect and much love to you. I'm gonna finish what we agreed upon. Mm-hmm. But once we finish this, I'm over here. You feel me? And it, and it, the cool thing about it is life is beautiful in a way. Once you understand the way it works, mm-hmm. you know how to avoid the traps and stand somewhere we're not supposed to be at. I remember uh, when I left the schools in D.C., mm-hmm. my manager sat down with me. And he was like, so you really want to leave, James? I said, yeah, I'm going to leave. I said, I'm going to New York. He's like, what are you going to do in New York? I was like, I don't know yet. I haven't got that job yet. I, like, I'm mm-hmm. just gonna, I just know that on this day, I'm moving. That's all I know. Mm-hmm. I was like, he's like, what about your job? What about money? I said, Money I'll figure out, job I'll figure out, I can get all those things. I was like, but I know I'm supposed to go. And he said, well, listen, I talked to the executive director of this, this school we're working at, this charter school. Mm-hmm. Uh, I said, well, actually, it's a charter school. I said, with a lot more respect. People like down charter schools, but I think anything has a good or bad to it. Mm-hmm. But he's like, he goes, um, and he, he allowed me to, 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 to ask you how much money you need to stay. Yep. He said, how much, so how much, how much money, can we buy your soul? Yeah. How much money do you need from us <laughs> to buy your soul? Yeah. And I said, there's no price. And I, 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 I we, and he was like, I, he, I could tell he almost felt like real proud about that. Like, mm-hmm. that's the guy, though. He said, mm-hmm. I was like, I have no price, bro. I'm, I'm leaving. And I remember that happened to me again when I left the education system the second time. How much? Like, what does it, it take? Like, is it a money thing? It's like, Nah, bro, it's no. not a money thing. It's no. it's a purpose thing. It's I a principle go. thing. Yeah. yeah, I gotta go. Yeah, you know, it's shit. I really think I really think your anxiety and your depression is that is directly equivalent to how close you are to living out your purpose. Mm. The further away you are from living out your purpose, the further the closer you are to depression and anxiety. It's like your spirit telling you you're on the wrong path. G. like you, mm. this ain't it. Yeah, and, and most cats just keep trucking down the road and getting worse. And worse, and then pills come in, mm-hmm. and then X, and then it's all the shit you gotta take to feel yeah. normal. You feel me? And it's like, hey, I, I just, I got a deep, I got a deep. I used to, I used to like low key like, um, not have a good relationship with my Howard community. Cause I used to be talking shit about people sometimes and shit. We all do that. Yeah, you feel me? Like it wasn't shit. It was just like I thought I held us to a very high standard, and when I saw that standard missed, I I would outwardly express it. You mm-hmm. feel me? Um, but I now have a deep level of empathy. And understanding where I'm like, it is hard to break away from what you know as the successful route and do your do something that is like you that, know is right. That feels you. Yeah, it's, it's mm. hard, bro. It's just hard because yeah. my journey has been 
It ain't been easy. Bro. Well, why it's hard is because when you that when you're that one that made it out, right? Yeah, it's a lot of pressure. When, right, because but I think a lot of times you have to understand mm-hmm. like that's not your responsibility. Like I was Ooh. I was talking to my uh, my yeah. my mental health coach yeah. when, last year, that's dope. and I was t- talking to her about like well the reason. Y'all got one at work. No, I had this your own. Yeah, I got okay. my own last year. Uh, I finished okay. or whatever, That's but cool. like we, we was talking about like breakups mm-hmm. and why I stayed in relationships for mm-hmm. so long, and I was like, well, I feel like if I leave, then these people are, have nothing. Mm-hmm. Like it's gonna hurt them and all these other mm-hmm. things. And she was like, she was like. That's not your responsibility. Ooh, that's a hard thing to. She accept. said that's not your responsibility, and and I was like, <laughs> it sounds selfish. You like what? But no, it it also made me think about life differently. Uh, about uh, how I move through life. In what ways though? In, in like like, because because feeling I, I, feeling I like feeling like I have to be mm. everything. Mm. I have to do things because mm. I would. If I don't, mm. what about my yeah. family? Yeah. What about them? Ooh. But they figured it out before I was here. <sighs> yeah. They gonna figure it yeah. out. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Because yeah. I've figured it out, yeah. right? Yeah. Because I've, I've not always had somebody that I could rely on, right? That's true. And, and you know, I rely on God, rely yeah, on my faith, but like, there was times when I couldn't yeah, call my parents and ask them for no money. That's what you had to figure it out. I had to figure it out. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, like, um, and I think Boom. a lot of times we cripple people mm. because Boom. Boom. we don't let them Boom. figure it out. Boom. Even like babies. My son want to do something? Yeah. Figure it out. We'll figure it out. Yeah, I, I, I want to just stay here for a second. I think this is like one of the deepest moments yeah. that we can have. Mm. Especially some, it's like two black men talking. One, the man part of it where, we, where we're... Um, raised to be the providers for our family and community mm-hmm. and on the black person side of it when you make it you you reach back mm-hmm. I do believe in reach back in, but I see reach back and out different mm. I see it's like yo let me give you an example of how to walk in your alignment and like let me show you somebody who like didn't stay somewhere because the bread was good let me show mm-hmm. you somebody who found a way to turn these ideas into money let me show you somebody who's like learned to manage their mental health um, without input from things that were telling me that the power was outside myself right you feel me like let me show you that and give you these tools but i know ultimately me and the most high agreed on a destiny when i got to this joint right and i got and i know i'm judged on that you feel me when i crossed that line did you, you did me? you use the gifts he gave you the yeah, talents he gave you did i use that and you and it's like you got the same shit too mm-hmm. you got them you got your gift ain't your gift ain't the same as mine nobody's gift is the same you feel me it might be mm-hmm. similar yeah. But your gift, you got a gift too, and it's like you got to use your gift. You feel me? So that's right. why I sit now, bro. I'm like, yeah, I, I take it, yo, and I tell you, my life is su- sub- substantially better because I feel like I don't take care of everybody. Now. You feel that's me? a big weight to be lifted off, off you, right? You feel me? Like where, where I'm like, yo, hey, you got it, you got it, you got it. You, you feel me? And if you don't got it, you will. You you gonna figure it out? You feel right. me? And, I, and if I got something you need, like ask me. But I still came here to do something like you. Mm-hmm. Once you get in that path, like all that that righteousness, that abundance is all yours. But you got to, you got to find it. It's hard to find it too if you're not really taught to think that way. Mm-hmm. I think about my kid. I think what's the gift, the biggest gift I want to give my kid. Right? Mm-hmm. I had this this thought for a long time. I'm like, Yo, I got a, I got a youngin coming, bro. That cr- that's crazy. Mm-hmm. I got a real live seed coming through this. My homie calls it the star seed. He's like, a real life star seed. A whole human being star coming through. You feel me? Right. I'm like. 
I'm like, Don, what you gonna get is this baby. You feel me? And all, all I landed on, the deepest thing I get is baby, is a model of what it looks like to live in your purpose. Mm. Period. Right. It's like, because from there, all the rest will be figured out. Yeah. I, like, I see my mom walking her purpose at like, and do it against all odds. Now I see why I walk in mine. You feel right. me? I'm like, oh, I see moms do it. Yeah. Like against all storms and hurricanes and earthquakes and find all kind of wild shit. You mm-hmm. feel me? I seen her get up the next morning and still go to class. Four kids in the house, still going to school. Shit going crazy. Still going to work. Still going to school yeah. every day. You know what I mean? I'm like. Yeah. Oh, you just gotta get up and keep going on your on your road, though. You feel me? So yeah, is you gonna fold? Is you gonna it, just teach a child like? Is you gonna fold or you gonna keep going? I keep going. Yeah, I keep going. And I and I, <laughs> the thing is, I pray for my son to find his purpose and live in his purpose you every got, day. Got to. Like, that's the biggest gift we got. Right, like to find your purpose. <laughs> yeah, but also to live in that. To purpose. live it, cause you and can not know run, it. not to run away from it. <laughs> you know cause you can know it and be like, oh, that sounds like it doesn't make yo admit yo vibe. The the um, and we can talk on a more like worldly side real quick, real quick. It's just to make it come full circle. The um the amount of financial stability I have now mm-hmm. and earnings that I have now, I would have had to. I don't think that there was a way. There would have been a way to do it in somebody's organization. Mm-hmm. I would have had. It's the only because way, you, your personality, you're not gonna perform to the way that they. No, like and, and even and even. And, and even on some money shit, mm-hmm. I would have to be the CEO of somebody's like Fortune Five. You feel me to mm-hmm. like amass this amount of opportunity. Mm-hmm. You feel me? It's like it wouldn't. It, but when you live on your own joint, it's like you control how much. I think about money. I think about I've been using. I've been thinking about money different lately. Mm-hmm. Like your money is just the, it's like a symbolic exchange of value. Mm-hmm. Money's not the goal. You're really exchanging value. We go to work because the skill set we have mm-hmm. is valuable to somebody. And they pay us in a format that we can use to pay somebody else for their value. Mm-hmm. You feel me? So now I be thinking like, yo, dumb. How much value can you create? How many people can you help? I'm like, that's going to equate to how much money you got coming in the crib. And then secondly, how well did you execute on that? Hey. Period. You feel like, me? You're talking about value, how much value you yeah. can create, right? I think a lot of times yeah. people lose sight and lose money mm. because they're not focused on the value they can create. 100%. For the customer. 100%. Right? 100%. A lot of times, like, how much money can they pay? Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And I think even like. Mm, mm. Versus how much value can I create for them? Right, because yeah. if I create value for them, what people don't understand is if you create value for someone, mm. you become invaluable. Yeah. Right. Because, and how much is invaluable? Because the the longer you have value to me, the more the longer I keep you around, which means yeah, you are not invaluable to me because there is no end to the money I'm There's willing no, to spend. Because because you're a value to me, and I'm a business owner, right. or I do anything where I gotta. And now I can create other value for you. That's because, what I'm saying. Hey, well, Hubert did this. Dom did this for me, right? I wonder if he could do this too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. That's how it works. That's literally how it works. Like, yeah. damn, like, because especially when you start using the, your gifts as the value, mm-hmm. like the shit that you could like tunnel visions. My ability to express a vision, to communicate it, and to help people grow has given me a nationwide 
ecosystem of extremely hyper talented black creative professionals. You right. feel me? Like at the height of it. Now when I go to companies and I'm like, yeah, we have a wellness company as well. You mm -hmm. feel me? And we help people reach their wellness goals. You feel me? We help people make space for their greatness and we could do it inside your organization, right? Right. The people I hire to do that, it's the people who I created value for in the art world. And now y'all still have those relationships and I can bring you in. I'm like, and when Yo, you might have you might have you might have taxed me if I was a somebody you didn't know. Yeah, that's true though. Cause your right. relations matter. Like your relationship, you're not gonna treat me like I'm just a random suit or corporate dude come you and be like, mm -hmm. it's Dom. Dom been writing for us for years. Right. Like from Brooklyn to all across the country, he's been writing for black artists. Right. Oh now, even sometime I hit one of the homies up who was a very uh, renowned artist, and I said, Yo, I got a client, he also is a wellness practitioner too at the exact mm -hmm. same time, he's super dope. I said, yo, I got a client, um, they impact school board members. It's a very like mission-driven company. You feel mm -hmm. me, impact-driven company. And I said, um, my child is coming. Mm -hmm. You feel me, this was a contract I probably would have took mm -hmm. and done it uh, with a little bit of, for the loveness to it. Mm -hmm. The budget is not, you know, it's, it's a good budget, but it's not where I may have coming at. Mm -hmm. I said, yo, I, I would like for you to take my place in this contract and do what I would have did in this space. And I said, yo, but here's the budget. I know it's probably under what you will usually take. He like, bro, I got you. Yeah. Like, you like, look what you done done for us for all these years. Like, right. for the whole community. Like, you still gonna pay me significantly? He's like, that's not, you, you feel me? It's like the value I've given was deposited into the relationship. And then when I was still, I'm still giving value. Mm -hmm. But let's say the value didn't match what I want to give him. He's like, yeah, that value from years ago, I'm just stacked up on top, bro. Like, yeah. you more than enough. Right. I'm like, so you're right, but I think uh, Hubert knows best. Hube knows best. Yeah. Is your consulting company. Mm hmm. Evergreen is Avery Green's consulting company. Mm hmm. Y'all two literally sit on my left and right when it comes to outreach and sales. I use the tactics I learned, the tactics and the ideas I learned from you and Avery. Right. To gain the contracts I gain. Mm hmm. And it's, it really is about the value. Right. Really, like, really being keen on that. Like, yeah, if you're not offering nobody shit, then don't, right. you can't, if you're not, if you're not thinking about them first, then it's hard, they can see right through that too. You see when somebody's trying to come and take something from you, versus when somebody's like, I genuinely can help you out, you feel me? Yeah, and I, and I think, I, your business was the first business I actually invested in, right? Yes, you did, yeah, right? yeah, this is dope. Because it was like, ah, and we yes. talked about this before, like, you, yeah. if you want to be, like, when I was talking to the homie Casey, like, you want to be an angel investor into your yes. friends or whatever, like, <laughs> because you bring value to me in my life outside of monetary mm. gain right mm. and yeah, I, because true. i see you I, I can see the vision i'm like cool and i because you know how i am yeah yeah so you come to me like you this is what i want this is what i can do. i'm gonna play it because everybody know how i am yeah. i'll be like i'll tell you i ain't got it in a minute yeah like i don't got it and, and let me start right there and that goes back to your relationships. Yeah. Because I needed to execute a big contract at the time. Mm -hmm. The payment was coming after the contract because it was a speedy contract. Mm -hmm. I needed the bread to execute this thing. I'm mm -hmm. like, yo, Hugh, mm -hmm. I need an investor, bro. Yeah. And you was like, Cause you, and it's cool because you had told me that, I think like if we, I think what I would like to phase into this podcast with, mm -hmm. I think some of the greatest gifts I have to give this at this point in time is helping the like, 
creatives and the, the entrepreneurs and those who want to break out of that system mm -hmm. like really the, the, the like the tool set to kind of get it you mm -hmm. feel me and I think through these stories it make me remember the tool sets okay go ahead you hit me before and you said yo Dom I want to be an angel investor this is years ago this yeah. is probably like five years ago mm -hmm. and you said I see what you're doing let me know if you need anything mm-hmm I tell I tell that to all, all my people that's doing something. Yeah. That I I can there's clear direction, <laughs> and I believe in what they're doing. I've, I've told Roger that. Yeah, Roger dope. Roger like, dope. bro, I let you put ink on me in my skin permanently. <laughs> I believe in you, right? You feel me? Like, um, <laughs> but like, real. but like, if I believe in you, yeah, you like, if you need money, and I got it, it's like here we go. Come on. And it, it was so cool. Cause I remember when I came to that position, I was like. I gotta execute this contract. It's gonna be X amount of dollars, way more than I'm gonna uh, borrow or invest, get from investment from Hubert. But I think it's so dope that thing of what you did, where you're mm -hmm. like, when I say back to you expressing yourself, why people mm -hmm. fuck with you because you express yourself. Mm -hmm. Some folks would have kept that on the back end, wouldn't have told nobody. Mm -hmm. that I, I want, I want to invest in companies. Some folks would be like, well, I'm gonna wait till I get you know two two hundred thousand. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna wait till somebody sees you, you, you. Hey, just let you know that's what I'm getting into. You feel mm -hmm. me? Like you with it? Let me know. Yeah. I think you expressing the gift that you wanted to share. Then I, when I needed that gift, I was gonna be like, "Oh, Hubert told me that." You feel right. me? So like, and to the point that like now you know if if you I need know. it, I'm like, let me hear Hubert. Yeah. Like, you, you and if I ain't got it, I'd be like, I ain't got it right yeah. now. If, if I do, like, yeah. And, it, and it's cool as an entrepreneur. It's like that muscle of having that much faith in yourself, mm -hmm. that confidence yourself to ask somebody for money. Like it's a, tough. Oh yeah, and also some black shit. The way I was raised was like, don't ask for shit that you ain't got. Right. Like just, just if you ain't out. got it, you don't need to do it. it. But I think about now. I think about entrepreneurship. I'm like, yo, if you want something to be big, there's gonna be times you need an injection of cash to make the value so high that you can make more money than you than you asked for. You mm -hmm. feel me? And now I really understand that. Where my face of entrepreneurship in this in this moment is like getting really good with. Like raising capital because I'm mm. like that I, I I and I say I max out where I am now but I know I can get it how I get it now. Yeah, I'm gonna connect you, I'm gonna connect you with the homie uh Casey that was on episode six. Okay. Uh because she's doing cap like venture capital raising right now. Just speak expressing this shit. Yeah like <laughs> but it's just like That's dope. but it it's from the from the perspective of you have to tell people you got you got to speak your truth, right? That and for right. me, I know mm. as a black man, yeah, the only way I'm gonna build wealth is to buy property or invest in some or buy somebody's idea, right? That's true. The ways to build wealth in America: buy property, buy somebody's ideas, buy ideas, or like this, or, special ideas to this podcast. Right. And so, mm -hmm. for if that's if I know that's what I want to do, I have to speak it into existence, right? To. Right, and I gotta tell people, gotta tell people because my network is too large. Somebody's to, gonna have it. Somebody's gonna, gonna it. somebody's gonna be like, "Hey, Hugh, I remember you said you you trying to do the VC thing, you trying to do the angel investor thing." Opportunity. I have opportunity. Okay, send me your work. Send me your paperwork. That's it. <laughs> what's your, what's your plan? And I don't need like a, a like an extensive business plan. I'm yeah. not I'm not that person, but like. Like, like how you go, how you gonna pay me? Yeah, yeah, that's it. Let me know. How what's the, what's the plan? Like, yeah. what's the what, what's the timeline on this? Yeah. You feel me? Because that was, that was a big deal when you did that for me, bro. That shit yeah. meant a lot, bro. Yeah, I don't think it, it meant a lot because it's it's the it's the journey 
of like finding confidence in yourself to do something that is the, the, the hardest thing sometimes. You know? But also, I think kudos to you because a lot of times people ask their homies for money mm. or ask people to do business with yeah. them and the way they do it is faulty. James called me yeah. a month before he was supposed to pay me. Yeah. And was like, homie, I'm gonna have your money. I'm gonna have it early. Yeah. <laughs> because like, but that's good business. That's good business. So that means now you can come, you've created value for yeah. yourself. You're valuable to me. <laughs> because I'm like, if I get his man money, I'm gonna get a return. Yeah. That's but he gonna, too. But mm. he's gonna pay me back on time, if it not matters. early, right? It matters. Right, and how you do business, how you carry yourself, Ooh. but that's who you are as a person, right? Yeah. yeah. Now you don't get great memory. <laughs> <laughs> like I got two best friends, their memory is some shit. But yeah, I was thinking today, I was thinking about that, I was like, dang, I ain't my memory yet, man. Yeah, but, <laughs> hold on, I think, we're not gonna talk about it. We were okay. just talking about this uh, on the other episode with Marty, um, with some Asperger's, right? Oh, <laughs> and people with Asperger's have great long-term memory, but horrible short-term memory. Um, but that's don't put that on me. Don't put that on me. I'm not gonna put it on you. Um, but but I I have great long-term memory. My short-term memory is some shit. Um, but I say that to say is like we as a community have to understand that like we can't do this by ourselves, right? Like, Ooh, but and the thing is, is like real. no other culture does that. No other culture tries to do it by oh, themselves. Yeah, I, I think that, I think that's like the great conditioning of like um, they separated us. They they, separated. Made, they put it. They pit us against each other. Yeah. So now you look at I, look, I think yo I think about the, the back to the I think about the first time we met, mm -hmm. and we had that 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 black male youth stare down. You feel me? James thought I was rude. Yeah, and you know, it's like who is nigga? Feel me like, and I, I remember thinking to myself when I was in my room, Hassan had just moved in. I remember Hassan from the mm -hmm. thing, and he was mad social. With mm -hmm. And at that point in time, I was not that social. I was in my room. You feel me? Mm -hmm. I'm like, I don't know. And I remember thinking one time, I was like, Yo, how come you look at everybody like they enemies? You feel me? Like that, that's my that was my first thought. It's like mm -hmm. potential enemy. Like if you had to, could you how, take them? How if yeah? Can you? And most likely I would. But how would you? Mm -hmm. you so I'm, I'm deep in the thought. You can mm -hmm. be like, that if I fucking run out right now, you feel me? Like, how we handling that? Like, what's around? Like, mm -hmm. you know, he look fast. Like, he's strong. Like, what, what we gonna do? You feel me? Mm -hmm. I remember thinking like, damn. That's a fuck. I mean, how, and that shit worked when we was in, you know, Southeast and we was mobbing around doing, we, you know, living mm -hmm. life and being teenagers and having to protect the homies and ourselves and shit. I'm like, I'm in a little more different environment. Where I'm like, so why is this my mindset? Why, like, how is my first thought? When I'm, yeah, because you nothing, you mean nothing but black folks. I realized I had that energy, black. But, but also think black men particularly. But also like, I think that damn. I don't even. I think that's the alpha male. That might uh, be but I know it was a little bit of like we was popping environment. But it's a, yeah, but it's the survival of the fittest, right? Yeah, it's like we've ta we're taught as men mm. our entire lives that like who the chief. Who yeah. the boss, right? <laughs> Who gonna be the king of the jungle, that's true. right? That's true. And so when you, when you, like I told y'all, this ain't an alpha male podcast. But when you are, <laughs> when you are an alpha, yeah, right. Because to be where we were, mm. right, to exist yeah, where we were, you at the top of your class. You. You are anyway. You are at least the alpha in your in your world. In your world, that's true though. That's right? very true though. Right. That's very true though. And then so, mm. 
when you get there, some of that is insecurity because you're like, well, is he an alpha too? Is he a better alpha than me? Um, but also like, how do I assert my dominance? Right? Because that's how we're wired. I don't think there's nothing wrong with that. I, I think that. it's how you channel that, right? Yeah, no, I hear that. Cause, but, cause I think it's also really innate as well. Yeah. But I think for myself, I love being around powerful people mm-hmm. whose power, whose power, who hold their power in their own life, not mm. power over people. Right. But like you're a powerful person within yourself. Yep. I love, I love that. I think for me, where it came from, it's, it's, it came by in Dago. And Cali, mm-hmm. where are you from? That question. You, where your mama from? Where yeah, you feel auntie? me? Yeah. Like that gets that 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 a potential interaction mm-hmm. for who knows what happens after you them questions is asked. Mm-hmm. That shit happened to you like leaving church. It happened to you walking down the street. It happened to yep. you at school. It don't matter where you at, and it's like you get the mall with your shorty and like three niggas around. Where you from? You like at any more time? You like ah, this might be the day. You mm-hmm. feel me? No matter what side of the line you on or not. You feel mm-hmm. me? So I remember, I like when you brought that back to the Nate side. Cause I believe in that too. But just being some Cali shit, I remember just being like, it, "It's conditioned." Who knows? You, who know what this dude is about? You feel me? Right. Because Cali cats is, I think about like difference between East Coast hood and like West Coast hood. <laughs> it's a difference. There's a difference. There's a difference. Because East Coast is a lot more outwardly grimy. Mm-hmm. The West Coast is beautiful. Mm-hmm. In almost all parts, it's like decent and almost compared to what the East Coast hoods and projects look like, mm-hmm. and down South projects look like. It should look, it looks different. Mm-hmm. So in Cali, you you would be the motherfucker who's smiling and cracking jokes and be a cold stone killer. You feel yeah. me? Like you'd be the nicest, swaggiest motherfucker you ever met, and be like, yeah, that, he, that, that. he he kills people. Yeah, <laughs> like him, he he cracking jokes. He dancing right now. He's dancing. He's like, Speaking of, right. James is mo- one of the most dancing ass dudes. <laughs> And so, like, when I got to college, right, uh, I wasn't okay. a dancer. I oh, was a dancer, were? but I was chilling. Okay. Because okay. being from the South, you just stand on the... Yeah, I was thinking it. You just let that, the girl dance. They be dancing. They be dancing. But, like, um, I couldn't be in... Like, I felt out of place being in the group not dancing. Like, not that I couldn't dance. Yeah, you could dance. Yeah. But it just wasn't, like... That wasn't what we was doing. For me. But back to that... To the hood thing, like, I think... It's so interesting, right? Mm. Being the black man mm. from the South. Yeah. And because everybody look at gangbanging Cali. Yeah. Loud East Coast. Yeah, yeah. Like boisterous. boisterous. Yeah, aggressive. Yeah. And where I'm from, I'm like, we don't talk, bro. Y'all, y'all be chill. Y'all be like, y'all we, chill we, we, not yeah, like, we, yeah, like, we, all that, r- all that rah rah, like, <laughs> And it's not the generally more mannerable too. Yeah, like GP. And if you this was if you cross this line, now now we because it used to be funny people like you're not from the south, you're not you're not nice. I was like, no, I have manners. There's a difference. Manners and being nice. Yeah, (laughs) nice is fake. Manners is shit. (laughs) Like like I nice fake. Nice is fake. I don't think most people are nice. There there are genuinely nice people in the world. (laughs) Genuinely kind hearted. Yes. Loving yes. people that are just nice. Okay. They wouldn't hurt a fly. <laughs> they wouldn't they would step over an ant, right? And then there are fake nice people. Fake nice. I think a lot of people are fake nice. Because why, why would they be fake and nice? Because that's what society tells you you have to be nice. To to get 
to get to get along, get along, get along to get along, right? You get what I'm saying? And and that's why I said I'm an acquired taste because I don't fake nice. Yeah, he's like, I'll be polite. I will, I will, I will respect you. But I'm not going to overly do it. I'm not going to overdo it. That's deep. Because it you give you get respect you give respect to get respect. Yeah. Right. And how you carry yourself will determine how I huh. respect you. But 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 would you say that as you've grown and you become more like mm, uh, holistic in your thinking? I don't use that word. It's just kind mm. of another word. You become nicer. Cause I thought you become nicer over the years. I haven't become nicer. I just don't have the shell. That's what I mean. Though. No, I, what I'm saying is, I've always been this person, and it's, okay. it's always interesting when people are like, "Oh, you've grown so much." I was like, "No, I've always been this person." So the, the shell, you, was you, like, the shell was a defense mechanism. Yes. Not that I was not nice. Not that I didn't have these aspects of me. Yeah. But it was, I am more vulnerable now. Copy. Because which allows what, which allows people to see different. As nice as yeah, but just me just being you. a vulnerable person. I hear you. And not having this facade to like I hear you. feel like I got to keep people at distance, right? So, so are we are we equating niceness to vulnerability? No. What we perceive as niceness is vulnerability. Is that what you're saying? I think a lot of people are like vulnerability. I agree with that because that, that, I, I agree. because. To be vulnerable is to I be, yeah. to be. You put yourself out there. No, it, you, you put yourself in danger. Yeah. Like yeah. to be vulnerable yeah. means that yeah. people can hurt you. So, so how how how? And that's you, not a thing you want in the black community. How? Yes, agree. And how are you vulnerable? Okay, agree with you on my journey to get into like where I am now. Mm -hmm. My first chapter of that journey was being vulnerable with myself, so I could feel. Yeah, like you gotta be. Feel. You gotta be vulnerable with yourself. Yeah. So, how are you not? Are you worried about what you used to worry about? Or that just disappeared? You feel me? Because you said you were vulnerable to protect yourself. Mm -hmm. So do you not feel like you need to protect yourself no more? Like, um, It's not that I don't feel like I got to protect myself. I think um, I'm more comfortable with self. Mm, explain that. So who I am is who I am, mm. right? But innately, you don't want mm. people to dislike you. True. Right. Sure. I hear you. I hear right. You. I hear you. And I used to move like uh. I used to not necessarily move so people would like me, mm. but it would bother me if people didn't Ooh. like me. Okay. Right. Okay. I'm following. I'm checking. Right. Because that's that manner mannerable thing. Like yeah. you don't I want people you. to dislike you. I you don't you. want to come off a certain way. Yeah. So when people when I would hear things, I hear you. especially because I knew it didn't come from a place of malice. Mm. Like when people were like, oh, I heard you an asshole, mm. and I'd be like. I don't know you. Mm. Where are you getting this from? <laughs> like, do you know what happened to that part between me and why, that person? Why I had to, yeah, why, why, I, why like, I came that way? Mm, you know what I'm saying? The whole story matters. But now that's not my responsibility. True. Your your opinion of me is none of True. my concern. None of my concern. Right? Yes, yeah, that's a real lesson to learn. Because at the end of the day, if I move forward in life genuinely, because at the end of the day, if you know me, you know that. I'm a kind-hearted person. Yeah, bro, I cried watching the movie <laughs> on, the, on the plane. Right, like I'm a That's bleeding. Heart. I'm a bleeding heart. Like I love. I I genuinely <laughs> love people. I hear you. Right. So when I say I'm not nice, that doesn't mean I don't love people. That doesn't mean I have a a kind heart. Mm -hmm. It just means 
I'm not going to go out my way to make you comfortable mm. with mm. me. Mm. Because, Touch. Mm. because that's what nice is. I'm going to do whatever I can mm. to mm. make you comfortable with me. Even, even even if I'm getting away from my own comfortabilities or right. my own authenticity to make you feel a kind of way. That's what that's that, why I that, quit to be nice. The, yeah, I got you. I hear you. So when people are like you're not nice, I'm like, okay. <laughs> or when people say you mean, I'm like, what's mean? What did I do that was mean hearted? Mm. Mm. Like, what did I do that was intentional to mm. hurt you? Mm. If you can't te- if you can't put a finger on it, you can't name it, then it didn't happen. <laughs> and that just is what it is. You feel me? Like, yeah. Um, but I, I, but I, I think, but I I think when you do do things mm. intentionally to hurt people, yeah. then you are a mean person. I you are. I look at you less than I because it takes a lot yeah. to go out of your way to hurt somebody. To hurt somebody, and that is one thing that I would say yeah. that I learned. Mm was like you don't gotta say that you ain't gotta say that because now you're just doing a lot mm-hmm. so like 18 year old hubert would say why the fuck you got that on across the yard <laughs> that's being intentionally mean yeah it is i didn't need to do that yeah do that yeah <laughs> but what i could have said is like hey i don't know that that outfit oh you could have said nothing i could say nothing <laughs> Right, but if, if if my genuine concern is like, hey, oh, you look. I don't know if you know, you look wild out here. You look wild. <laughs> That's why I say I think a lot of people don't know that they don't they don't really got friends because a lot of people let their friends come outside looking crazy. <laughs> you can't be seen with me looking crazy. That's like right, now, James is my friend that does dress. Yeah, <laughs> and I've had people look. I'm like, That's homie style. Like, let, it, let him do it. He's from California. There's different rules out here. You feel me? But I think from the perspective of like, don't go out your way to be a, mm. an asshole, right? No, that shit matters, man. And I think a lot of people are matters, like man. fake assholes, right? Mm. Fake and that asshole. and that bothers me too. How do you fake asshole? I think a, ass, a fake asshole is someone that's doing it um, to get a reaction. Like you want a reaction from people. That's deep. Now, when I when somebody crosses me, yeah. oh, that turns on. <laughs> oh, I, I want that energy. Thank yeah. you. Get like I feed off of it. Why? But go ahead. But a real asshole notices a fake asshole. Yeah. Because why did you why did you feel the need to do that? Yeah. Well, you hurt. Like why? You hurt. Like, and I think at one point in my I life, hurt. I might have I might have been a fake asshole. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You you, you 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 think they want to make people feel kind of way because they hurt they, they feel it hurt people hurt people yeah, you know what I'm saying you're not an asshole you just hurt right and That's I the shirt yeah you're not an asshole you just hurt yeah and I and I told people like they were like oh why you I was like because this was a defense mechanism that I had up I was a short kid named Hubert wearing glasses <laughs> and I was in the gifted program yeah of course yeah. it takes time to to remove that trauma shield of like. But like now, I don't, and here's the thing: I don't, I don't think I'm an asshole. I don't think, I don't think a lot of people are assholes. Mm-hmm. I think people do what they feel is necessary to protect themselves. I agree. But I agree. A lot of people go out their way to hurt people because they've been hurt, and not. It's just like people that you know. We talked about this. You didn't pledge because you was like that reminds you too much of gang culture, right? It do. 
still to this day. I mean, but it, it happens in game. It happens in Greek life. Like hmm. somebody got something done to them. Right. Oh. And now they oh, try to pay it forward. On that pleasure process, they might do it that way. They that do hazing it. process. Excuse me. Yeah, they do it. They do that's something deep. deeper deep. to that's somebody deep. because they need to get their lick back and they can't get their lick back. Yeah. Right. And you be like, so you're not a real asshole. You just hurt. You just hurt. That's a No. It might be your first merch, bro. I think I got a lot. I got a lot. I got a lot. You got a lot. Go I got on. a lot. That's a great merch coming soon. Yes. You got an asshole. That might be your. Yeah. You got an asshole. You just hurt. Golly. Yeah. That's gonna stop a lot. That 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 statement was have a lot of motherfuckers from being assholes. Yeah. Cause I go see talk you. to your therapist. Yeah, bro. I see you. Go touch grass. I see you. Yeah, go touch grass. That's a good one too. Go touch grass. <laughs> like. <laughs> but yeah, I think a, a lot of times we as black men have to. Evaluate mm. how we show up, right? Because mm. even me, I've had to go back and archive things on my social media because I was like, that's not Ooh. who I am and how I showed up at that time Ooh. is not me. Yeah, heard you. Heard like you. I can probably, probably go back and do the same thing. Like I wiped my I wiped my Twitter like a few years ago because oh, did you? Bro, I was cause you know what my Twitter yeah, handle is. It I was Mr. Don't Care Who I Offend. <laughs> <laughs> but is that truly Hubert or is no. that hurt Hubert? Yeah, and, and then it's like, I think we said we gotta assess how we show, but then we gotta figure out what's the intention behind our actions. Right. Like, yeah, I may not really care who I offend, but why? You feel me? Like, why don't I care? Yeah, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna spew some shit that's gonna make some people react, but why? You feel right. me? I think it's like a bunch of like, yes, queen behavior, yes, king behavior, but it's like, but Stop why? Yes, queen and yes, king and your homies and ask them why they doing shit. You feel me? Mm -hmm. like, hey, why you do that? You feel me? Like, but I, but I think a lot of people can't answer that question. Well, That's why you gotta be asked the question. I do. I agree yeah, with you. Like, I think a lot of people. I think a lot of people move in the world. Yeah. In a way. That's true. That is performative. Who I would say I agree. I think a lot of people are like, I agree with that. oh, I, agree with that. I feel this way. I feel that way. I'm doing this. Yeah, I'm in this like, era, I blah, 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 blah. Yeah, yeah. and I'd be like, yeah. <laughs> show me. I just don't know why. But why? But, but also, I don't why? even need to know why. Just, you need to know why. Do you know yeah. why you Cause do it? Because once you figure out why, you may be like, yo, I actually don't want to do it for that reason. Like, I think we do shit because we hurt hurt sometimes. I think mm -hmm. we do shit because we mad. I think we do shit because we angry. But it's like, is that the action I want to fuel? Do I want my action to be fueled for my pain? Are for my possibilities. I think that's the real question you gotta ask yourself, even when somebody piss you off. Like, cause whatever you give energy to is gonna multiply more, it more action and energy of that same kind. You feel me? So mm -hmm. it's really like, damn. If I if I respond to this shit with malice because it was given to me in malice, we just multiply malice times two. Yeah, two hurts. Well, two wrongs make a right. Right. No, you feel me now? If somebody cut me sideways and I'm like, especially if it's no danger. Mm -hmm. You feel me? You like. I'm just let you soak in your own shit. You feel me? And I'm gonna step aside. The best reaction you just is no stop reaction. That shit. You just, yeah, the best reaction is no reaction. No reaction. Like, mm. you know, you and you, what usually happens is you feel a little kind of way that you didn't react after words, but that, that last five. But that's ego. A few seconds. That's ego. Yeah, but if you've seen an argument a motherfucker for hours, you know, niggas arguing for hours and weeks and days, and it's like, you spent, you didn't spend two weeks arguing with this motherfucker. Like, you could have just sized that one with, one with your life. You feel me? But the why? Like, why? Why am I doing this? Well, to that point. What's your why? Ooh. I've been asking myself that question a lot this week. 
Mm. This week particularly. Not do you think your child will become your wife now? You got a wife. No, no, no. I, I'm I'm um I'm not a I'm not a my child's not here yet, right? So this um is an answer I'm I'm giving myself before the child comes, but I think it's true because it aligns with universal principle. I think my child's why has to remain that child's why and mine has to remain remain mine. Okay. And it can't be because of each other. I can't. No, no, no. I think we can be in support of each other. Mm. I have to live out my why to tap into my abundance, tap into my God-given gift, tap into my alignment to be in line with my blessings so the child understands living its why Mm -hmm. puts it in the same uh, space of receiving mm. beautiful parts of life, right? And James said it's because he doesn't know what Yeah, I don't know what the baby is. Yeah, yeah. I, I believe in genders. <laughs> um, Say. Yeah, I feel you. But. No I, disrespect. Yeah, no disrespect. You can do what you want to, but that's what I believe. Yeah. You believe what you want to believe. But I don't know my child's a boy or a girl yet. Mm-hmm. You feel me? So I don't know. But I think my why is, I, mean, I think my why is to help human, de- human beings develop it back into creative beings. I think human mm. beings, we get caught up in the human side, mm. the emotions, um, the ideas that come from other people, mm-hmm. seeing just the physical world and thinking that's all that exists. And we don't understand the divinity that comes with who we are, too. We understand, like, the godliness that comes with who we are. We understand, like, the spiritualness that comes with who we are. Mm. And when you tap back in, because we call God the creator, you feel me? So mm. you was born from the creator that makes you creator. It's just that simple, you feel mm. me? So to turn yourself. I mean, we literally create. We literally at all points in time. It's, yeah. You never you create your creating. own life. You create your children. Okay. You create. Yeah. You create your reality. You create it for your somebody at your job or for yourself at your job. Yeah. Like you literally, you literally we just are create the all day. It's all you yeah. do all day. You God know? is in us. Exactly. So yeah. to go from like I'm just human to I'm just a human being to I'm a creative being. Mm-hmm. I think that puts people in a sense where like that well-being part that everybody's desiring that is in the identity of you assuming the identity of, as a creator because mm. then you know you create your, your thought patterns you create your habits you create your responses to shit you create the way you wake up you create what you do and don't respond to you feel mm-hmm. me? so i think i've been around i've been immersed in the creative community and it's shown me that mm. some of the most well people i know are creatives who understand like yeah i can have a movie but i can ultimately i gotta I can remove myself out of that. I can move myself out of that. Yeah. I can move myself to the next level. I think for me to help human beings develop themselves back into creative beings is like, I'm like, yeah, that encompasses the tunnel vision creative agency and the rise wellness. It just puts it together. And like a creative being is a well-being, mm. period. You feel me? I, I know that to be true. Because when I wasn't creating for myself, it was the most challenging times. But when I took up the mantle of I'm responsible for my own life, then I begin to be responsible for my own thoughts, my own intake. We don't have a TV in this home. We don't have no TV because we like, yo, listen, not, not knocking anybody with a TV, for real. But I say there's no TV in this home. I'm like, yo, I want to control to the T what, what, what comes consume. into my mind. You yeah. feel me? Even my phone, social media, I try my best. Social media is fucking good. They be listening to everything. Yeah, they say. good. They good. Well, yeah. they, they, they know all your vices. Be like, here's a fat ass. You feel like, <laughs> I just I just clicked the app. I did the first picture like get you feel like, like earlier. Yeah. I opened up the phone. Yeah. He's like you like damn. And there's a woman in a bikini that I know. Yeah, you like. But the first thing, the first thing I see. Like, hold on. Why you in my head? Like show me something else. But I've been really intentional now about like all right. Let me like let me like certain shit, share certain shit, so the algorithm be like 
oh, let me show you this. So now where my phone used to be like kind of wild shit, people getting beat up, fights, asses, and all kind of shit. Now it's like, now it's like, yo, it'd be like, yo, here's how to do this business thing, or here's how to mm-hmm. eat healthy here. And I'm like, oh mm-hmm. my. The rit- the rhythm of my algorithm is now aligned with where I want to go because I made that choice. You feel yeah. I me? Mean? I didn't let the ch- I didn't let the the algorithm just guide me. I got it the algorithm. You feel yeah. I mean? and I, I created. You created your my algorithm. I created what my, you consume. You feel my nuances of my algorithm. I think mm. that's what life is about. From mm. the, from even from deciding the thoughts that you do or don't want. Like thoughts is gonna fly by. Mm-hmm. But some OG told me he's like, yo, thoughts are like birds in the sky. They could fly by, but they don't have to. They don't have to build a nest in your hair. Mm. Like they're gonna fly, bro. But you ain't gotta keep thinking about them. You could stop yourself from thinking about them. Focus over here. Some breathing techniques have other shit like that, but yeah. yeah but my why? I want to see. I want to see. The, I want to see all the homies I know like really create their their reality. And mm. like cause right now, I see a lot of not a lot, but significant amount of homies are like being persuaded by their reality. It's like, yo, you, you know, you could create this joint too. You feel mm-hmm. me? Like, I'm living in a reality I created and I fuck with it. And I remember living in a reality I did not create and not fucking with it. And mm-hmm. I'm like, hey, nigga, we can create this shit. You feel me? We can really run it up like, in a yeah. different kind of way. So that's my why, bro. That's, that's why I feel like, and I feel like my, my child to have my child remember his divinity as a creator. Like that's, yo, you created, you chose to come to earth. Mm-hmm. This ain't no accident. You, you wasn't, you ain't. You was the first one there. He was the first one that you chose it. You was sitting back on the back end with God, like, or the most high, whoever you want to call it. You was like, It's yeah, my time now. It's my time. Like, yeah. yeah. Yep. Let's go. Go. You feel me? And so I'm like, yeah. I'm right there with it. So that's where I'm at with this shit. Bit, bit, bit. <laughs> Well, homie, it's been dope, bro. Yeah, it's been this has been a good conversation. I feel like we can go for like two, three hours. Yeah, you know, um, this shit like joke, like uh, like uh, hella podcast and go for hours, but I know we got times. But yeah, um, I appreciate you coming on. We are gonna probably do this again. Yeah, after after baby. Yeah, I, I gotta watch. And, and thank you for coming here this time because yeah. like my child, I really find my child will be born like in the next like thirty six hours. You feel me? It's like mm-hmm. that close, and I'm like, I'm gonna be able to watch this back. Mm-hmm. And also remind myself if I get lost about like what I said, my intent with raising this child was to show its itself its creative abilities. You feel me? So it can do that and me live up to mine. You feel me? So guys, so you have a model and example. I can I can run that back, but that's important, bro. For sure. Well, yeah, I wish y'all peace, patience, understanding, knowledge, wisdom, discernment, health, strength, resolve. Uh, All that. Be easy or don't, but every choice has a consequence, <laughs> and every action has a reaction. Peace.